fail, failed music career. When the politicians keep politicking before you turn to excessive drinking, spend some time collectively politinkering with the show where I don't know, man. <laughs> Because the truth is, I don't know, man. I just, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I just, I don't know, man. Hello, everyone. And welcome to another episode of Politinkering. NPR with Joey Bonet. I know, <laughs> your voice is so melodious when you open it up. I just love to it's get so close awesome. to the mic and get all of it I love it so it much. <laughs> well, I'd just like to say a nice personal hello to all my tinks out there. You can, of course... Oh, come on. Oh. Yeah, all right. And, and you can tweet me at Joe Bonier. Yeah, that's uh, J-O-E-B-O-N-I-E-R. Thank you. And I like all the hate mail. So if you do hate what I say, please bring it on. I love it. That's my favorite thing. I have an official hater now. Really? Do you yeah. really have a hate? Oh, the fucking guy? Yeah, yeah. thing. That's Sanj. fun. That's real. I, you can mention him here? I suppose. That fucking guy. Yeah. Sanj. Well, I like that. At least he's listening. To, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I guess that's fair. Well, that's for a good point. You're TBC's right. got like 20 listeners now. So yeah, he's... <laughs> He's an important member. You have exactly. to appease him somehow. He's uh, one fifth of our uh, our entire listenership. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> of course, uh, let me introduce our usual host. We have with us across the half round. We have Mr. Sean O'Brien, gentlemen. No, yeah, come on, Sean. Sorry, I was... <laughs> it's all good. I'm, I'm a horrible person. How we doing, man? And at the fat fingers over there, we have Mr. Sean Faber. <laughs> On top of your name, <laughs> Sean Faubernitz. Yeah. Welcome. I'm here. Well, anyways, the topic <laughs> du jour today Ooh, is jour. really going to be music. Oh, and sweet. Yeah. Caroline. Fuck That's, yes. That, now bum, do you like the bum, melodious bum. sound of my voice? It makes total sense now. Yeah, yeah. Bum, bum, bum. Wait. What are you doing? I was sweet Caroline. Oh, okay. But I... <laughs> That's our musical representative. Uh, I said sweet, he said Caroline, and, and then, then I, I said, said ba ba, and I but I didn't finish it because I don't know the legality of what we can <laughs> sing or not. <laughs> That's good. We could definitely talk about that later. Well, yeah, no, now okay. that we talked about it, it's totally legal as far as I understand because we like made commentary. But we on can't it. sing it. Um, I, well, I mean, like, oh, I guess we could sing yeah, it. We no, we would need think, like a sync license. Or no, I think we could have played that much of it and then talked about it and would have been fair use or public. How or, much of it do you have to talk about for it to be fair use? Do you guys know? Um, as long I'm, as it's commentary, I think yeah, it's fine. Not, yeah, there's... Uh, so we just sing things now. Um, I can just sing whatever I want right now. Uh, I'm not so sure about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm saying. <laughs> I think Weird Al gets away with it. Why can't we do shit? Well, because he uh, that's goes... Parody, yeah, though. it's parody. That's not... Oh, wait, uh, well... No, oh, parody what? law covers just about anything. So if you're doing parody, we can sing whatever the fuck we want. But, but if, we're, if we're if we're actually uh, covering, yeah. So like the it's like the words that are copywritten. I say so like that. That's why the Happy Birthday song was right. So it's all about the songwriters. Exactly. Yeah, the goddamn Writers Guild. And those two old women. Mm-hmm. Damn school teachers. Yeah, that's what Warner Brothers hid behind. But uh, those sons of bitches. Indeed, man. The evil <laughs> empire. Well, okay. There I'll... you go, another one. People in the sun. <laughs> hey, man, I will find a conspiracy anywhere Wait, you... Wait, do you hate Sony <laughs> oh, no, and Warner Brothers? Uh, 
Um, do you hate Universal too? Do you hate every major studio? I hate anyone with money. Fair enough. The Illuminati. Yeah, exactly. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Those are the douchebags with power. I don't have money or power, so I get to hate all of them. <laughs> that, isn't that comedy, punching upwards? It'd be funny if, like... Yeah, that's true. That's it'd be true. really funny if Sean, like, wins the lottery and mm. then has all this money, and he's like, I get to be in the Illuminati now, right? And he, and he like, goes to a meeting, no one, no one shows up. <laughs> Knocking on and the door like, at the build a and, and they're like, they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, I got money. And they're like, there's no. He's like, you're, part, you're fucking lying to me. You're part of the man. You're part of the man. He's like, where's my badge? He's God like, damn it. I got the- that's not how it works, man. They let you into a level, and then they make you think that's the top right. level, but that's not really the top level. And then there's other guys that have, you know, the billions of dollars. The lottery's only millionaires. That's, that's when true. I tell you about Zena. <laughs> yeah, and the volcanoes the and the souls. Yep. That's music for you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, wow. Back to music. Okay. Yuri is staring like fucking the cat, basically, to all the listeners uh, out Yuri there. Yuri Gagarin, the cat. Staring hard at me. Yeah, Yuri Gagarin, the cat, is just fucking eyeballing me hard right now. <laughs> I don't know why. He's just sitting on the table, but he's staring me down. Anyway. So, sorry, Joey, go ahead. What's no, up, it's okay. I'm going to try to throw this. What's, your, what's your topic again? <laughs> your connection to Cats. the cat. Oh. <laughs> is it the year of the cat? Yeah. Cat's the musical. You're the cat. I already did okay, it. Okay, I see. I already I, did I it. See you're the cat. Sure. I got you. Okay. Cats I, I see what you're doing, guys. <laughs> and we to... all said. Can I do that you're now? You're the cat? I'm you the can... cat. Year of the cat. That's a thing? Is that a song? Joey? I don't know. Year of the cat? I never heard of it. Al Stewart. Oh, Al Stewart. Yeah. Yes. I am not year an Al. That's like cat. a blind spot oh, for He's me. got like two songs. I know. <laughs> worth anything. That's one of them. I thought there was a, I thought there was a different dun, 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 dun. Yeah, no, dun, I know dun, 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 dun. I thought there was a different title to it though. What's his like other that. hit? Lord Granville, I want to say. <laughs> Lord Granville. <laughs> I think so. Okay. I, or maybe that's I only know that because there was the first song in the album. I was tempted to fact check that, but then I thought, I don't care. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's his hit, but it's definitely that's one of the songs. Fair enough. <laughs> it's the only other one I know. Okay. Well, let me throw out a list Sorry. a list of questions that we yeah, do that we rant. usually do before, right. <laughs> so we can get get our little structure out of the way here. So I'll give I'll give you a couple questions here. Why do we listen to music? Why is music important in our lives? Why do we peop- why do we play instruments in general? Why do we like to play instruments? Why do we teach our children to play instruments? Uh, what sort of education should we have in music? Meaning, like, uh, how early should we start a music education and what should it be? Um, and apart from that, what kind of bands do you like? What music do you personally like? And kind of why do we divide ourselves by our taste in music? And why are there such kind of uh, di- serious and harsh divisions when it comes to musical taste? Uh, also, I, I, I just threw out, man. I threw out the last one here about hipsters. I always kind of want to talk about hipsters. <laughs> so I just kind of want to ask what music do hipsters listen to and why is that considered hipster? So oh, can, you would hmm. you would know it's totally obscure. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was way before your time. <laughs> <It was> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I guess we should start with the top one. Like or, sure. or, why, the more broad one. Why do we listen to music in general? Why, Sean, uh, Sean Fall. Why, <laughs> why do you listen to not listen to music slash you do not listen to music well, at all, do you? I'll start with my favoritest music quote ever, which is, uh, music is the soundtrack to our lives. Oh, Dick- don't say it. Don't say it. Um, <laughs> fucking, it, I only remember it from the, the Bowling for Combat documentary. Um, uh, oh, man, the fucking... The, Charles the, Manson. Uh, it's, it's the Dick Clark. Yeah. Totally. Boom. <laughs> oh, okay. it, I just thought... Uh, well, I, first off, the, the my... Um, 
my ref or my uh, my awakening to his saying that is in Chicago where I grew up or in the suburbs. There was a uh, restaurant called the uh, the Rock and Roll Bandstand Restaurant yeah. or something that was owned by him. Sure. Oh, yeah. And that, the one time I went there, that was like hugely painted on the wall, and I just thought it was like hilariously, I don't know, myopic or just um, like. It seems redundant, as in, you know, a soundtrack is the the music to something. Like, to say music's are, music is the soundtrack <laughs> of our lives, it's just like... Yeah, it, it, I, I don't you. know. It's just... No, it's, tautological. It, it, yeah, there you go. Tautological, it's a, it, yeah. yeah. It's a legit, just like <laughs> a weirdly <laughs> obvious sort right. of pseudo-statement that really right. <laughs> doesn't mean anything but means itself. I don't know. It was, you yeah. know, I was a kid and it... It was stupid it's to me. It's awesome. <laughs> it's bothered me for 30 years. Music is the movie. soundtrack to your... That's a very good point. It is tautological. It's like, yeah, no fucking shit, dude. <laughs> yeah, Dick Clark's also a douche. Fuck that guy. Right. Yeah. Oh, is, is that the general consensus? Yeah. Or? I also oh. think there was controversy with that specific Dick Clark's restaurant. I think they had like some racism claims, didn't they? I don't know oh. if it was... It, I don't know if it was racism. Like a cracker I remember barrel being... kind of thing or something like that? <laughs> cracker barrel. <laughs> that cracker, cracker barrel. barrel. Yeah, that's, yeah, I'm that's using that as a verb. <laughs> Um, I think it had something to do with uh, welfare, to, welfare to work programs. Oh, really? I think so. Oh, it had something maybe to do with that. that. Was, so oh, I don't know if it was yeah, that was bro. from the movie. That was, was from yeah, the documentary. I, yeah. I remember. Okay. Yeah. I'm like mixing all my stuff. It's fair. Yeah. I don't know. I But I, I honestly don't know. I think it was. And I don't even know if it was necessarily the controversy. Controversy. What is Ooh, that one? Prince. Obviously. Come on, the very top of right. Wow. Very I cannot too. believe you even threw that out there. Sorry, Wait, man. so you listen to Prince? Yeah, dude. Really? Yeah. So you were upset when he uh, passed on? Um. Yeah. I mean, as upset as I get about celebrities for the, mo- I guess Robin Your Williams death, actually uh, hurt me. Um. But no, I mean, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> it, um. I am pro choosing death. I am pro. Oh, um. I am pro thinning of the numbers or thinning God. of the herd. Certainly. But um, I was you know, a joke, man. It, no. It, 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 <laughs> God damn! Wow. I just witnessed a perfect 180, a, three, a, was, turn, oh, a turning of the tables. Even, wow. That was... Yeah. Wonderful. planning that and plotting that for like episodes. We got Bobby Fischer over here planning his moves. Totally. That was great. Sorry. Um, go ahead, man. I don't even know where I was, man. Oh, Prince. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, you know... Um, not obviously at all, but I was, uh, I grew up in the eighties or I was born in the eighties and, um, uh, Prince was a, a fixture, but, um, I don't even know why I was drawn to him. There's like, you know, very few musicians that I have sexually, um, possibly, <laughs> I don't know. I'm somewhere in the Kinsey scale, but I mean, <laughs> what, he appeals to both sides. It seems like. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's Prince kind is of fucking his, rad, man. Y- yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've always loved Prince. I think that's. Yeah, I'm, I'm a I don't fan. A, I'm just a little. What's funny is that now that I realize that you're obsessed with falsetto, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, that Prince might be is where... the king of falsetto in many yeah. ways. Oh man, I have a great Prince story, hmm. but I don't even know. Okay, fuck it. It's I'm gonna make it short. Um, yeah. friend of mine, only because we were talking about Vegas earlier before we were recording. Come to think of it, sorry. Um, <laughs> my friend Chris went randomly one time um, into the Hooters Hotel in Vegas because he'd never been in the Hooters Hotel. And he's mm. like, what the fuck is this about? And so we went in and... Is everyone there a Hooters chick? I don't know. Oh. I honestly don't know. I thought you um, said you went in. No, he did. My friend oh, Christian. I you said we went in. Um, so he's he's standing, playing slots or just hanging or whatever. And he sees this guy walking fully decked out, dressed up like Prince. Hmm. 
walking along the wall and he goes and he kind of like looks left, looks right. And all of a sudden, excuse me, all of a sudden he sees him like open this, the wall, essentially the wall itself kind of opens as a door and the guy and Prince goes in. That was kind of weird. Okay. (laughs) Five minutes later, another person dressed like Prince walks by and kind of looks, looks left, looks right, (laughs) goes into the door. Wow. He's like, what the fuck is going on? Sees another person going as Prince. And Chris is like, I have to, what? So he, Chris walks up. He, he opens the door and goes into the room. And there's like 20, 30 people all dressed up <laughs> like Prince standing around a table, like just a, like a tiny little Prince convention. The, the, the room itself is not very big. That's amazing. But it was just this Prince. Everybody's decked out perfectly as Prince. Wow. And they all just are staring at Chris. And he's like, hi. <laughs> and they're like, what's up, man? And he's like, I just. I saw a bunch of princes walking in here. <laughs> so I had to come in. This <laughs> is not going to be my asking. Um, anyway, that's my, that's my. Wow. That's, story. No, but imagine being like on yeah. mushrooms or something and walking into that room. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, exactly. they were all different pr- incarnations of prince. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. It wasn't like the same exact incarnation, yeah. incarnation of prince. Um, yeah, it's a bummer. And I, I, what, he didn't leave a will, I think, too. That's like the current news as it oh, stands, really? I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't hear that. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, I like his music, I will say. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that among, which is an interesting fact, which just happened to be for every musician who dies, we kind of, you know, exaggerate maybe some of their hits or whatever like that. We mm-hmm. should just celebrate their catalog a little bit more maybe than we should. This happened, obviously, with Michael Jackson and recently and Whitney Houston, although they're fantastic. I can't yeah, say enough I don't about know those two. But I'm just saying, um, even... Nothing compares. <laughs> wow. That's also another good. one. I guess you really are. Sinead O'Connor? Yeah. And that is a that Prince. That was also written by Prince. Yeah. They, was that really in by? Yeah. Oh. There you go. Ironically, Prince is like one of the first to use the two and the you. It's like, you know what I mean? Who and the you? Like nothing compares to oh, you. Oh, yeah. He would say, you know, with the number, the number two, two and the letter. And the letter U. Oh, as like a song title? Yeah. But gotcha. he was so against like, never read like cell phones and technology in general. Like he didn't even have a phone. He was Baptist, oh, really? right? I think. No, he, he was, was Jehovah's uh, Witness, yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, I think that everyone goes a little bit crazy with this. Um, supposedly, like, for instance, he has a vault of maybe, they say, 2 million songs or, you know, 200,000 songs in his vault that haven't been released yet. Mm-hmm. That, you know, but my oh, point is that, like, million. there's no way that those songs are better than the ones that have been released. No, Otherwise, they no. have been released, right? right? So, but, well, I mean, there is probably, uh, there might be a question of, there might be a uh, few then there that are decent. Well, yeah, but it, I mean, it might be a question of, um, uh, the way that he crafts things. Right. So he would craft like albums rather than just songs, which is one thing I, I kind of really, uh, one of the things that drew me, I think, to listening to like his albums. Yeah, the concept. They, yeah, they had like a hmm. theme to them. And That's they, a good uh, segue there towards uh, albums versus singles in general. Hmm. We've we've definitely made that switch. And I think you, yeah. which, uh, me too, I appreciate listening to a full album. Yeah. The concept album is completely, not completely gone, but because you see Kanye's like Life of Pablo or something like that. But I mean, I still... Singles were gone, I mean, in the 60s though. No. No, no, no. Well, okay, you're right. I, I, well, as far as like... They had singles. They had cuss singles, cassette singles. Yeah, no, I mean, (laughs) sure. They had like, you know, there were 45s and then like the LPs started to become more and more popular. Well, 45s were still always around for jukeboxes. No, no, of course. They were always around. But as far as like what became more popular, LPs became more popular literally in the 60s. I think that was, well, yeah, part of the the length of albums, but I think also part of a um, uh, cost effectiveness. Like the, I don't think the price difference between a 45 and an LP was that much. 
Uh, they were substantial. I mean, they, I think an LP was $4 and a single was 99 cents. Really? Yeah, when it first, like, I literally just watched a virgin, a, a, the, um, Vinyl? a documentary oh. on, no, a documentary on, um, it, uh, Tower Records. Gotcha. Tower yeah, Records. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they went through Wasn't a lot of this. Was the cool. uh, guy from Bill yeah, Ted? Yeah, Colin Hanks. Oh, Co- wait, oh, no, Colin I think Colin Hanks. Hanks Alex did Winter. It. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was Alex Winter, but no, Colin Hanks. I believe right. yeah, it yeah, was yeah. Colin Hanks who did no, it. No, that's right. Oh, okay. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He I came could be on Corolla's podcast. No, no, Alex Winter's doing something else. Oh, okay. In any event, but the, but <laughs> singles were always around, sure. But then, of course, by the time, like, you know, and and weird. I'm sorry to break you, but just the idea that, like, on iTunes, singles are still 99 cents. Like, yeah, I, right? But, yeah, that is interesting. But, uh, well, I guess on a 45, you got oh, two wait songs a out I'm of sorry. it. I could be wrong that it wasn't, maybe it wasn't 99 yeah, that cents. Seems like that's a probably lot. pretty when high. You can count inflation to the 50s. I feel like it was like three ninety nine though, for an, for an album. And it might have been, maybe it wasn't 99 cents. Maybe it was like 30 cents or something. You know what? Actually, I feel like it was 29 cents. Hmm. I think that might have been what it was. Right on. Um, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, hmm. that does make a lot Pun more intended. sense. Yeah. But of course, yeah, it is good. Um, no, but of course, that's what that's what ended up killing you know the record stores in general was was the fact that downloads. Well, downloads, but coupled with the fact that the, there was no alternative. I mean, there was no when it comes to singles versus albums, right? Mm. When when in the in the early two thousands, yeah. Um, we you know if you liked one Britney Spears song or one fucking Backstreet Boys song, there there was almost no way to get oh, just that one yeah. song without it buying the album, just and there was all, you had to spend fucking eighteen dollars on on a CD just for mm-hmm. that one song. Were they really that expensive? I always thought. They yeah, were, for some reason, like ten dollars is what stuck out. Maybe that was just my threshold. No, they are. That's what they are now. Gotcha. That's what they are now. It was like fifteen, 15 to eighteen bucks. Yeah, fifteen, 15 to eighteen bucks, yeah. bucks for like a for new sure. for a, a CD. a new CD. Gotcha. Um. And and yeah, that was and so and then of course Napster came out. I was like, yeah. fuck this, man. That's exactly. where all the singles and so then that essentially is what killed them. Um, but then iTunes came up with that concept of having the you know you can yeah. buy just the one song you like, um, and that's why they've thrived. Um, in any event, I don't know how we got there. I guess it was well, yeah, I the, mean, the album, right? The, we were talking about albums, albums versus, versus singles. Albums yeah. versus singles. Um, well, what do you prefer, Joey? Do you prefer albums or singles, or does it depend? Well, ironically. When I am kind of just listening to music in my car, sometimes I'll just put on the shuffle and I'll listen to the, mm-hmm. all my music and, and those kind of listening to singles in a way. Um, but when I'm at home, I will take the time sometimes to listen to an album if I'm in that kind of mood. Or do you have that, a process? Like, do you sit down with a particular pair of headphones in a particular mood and like really like, or, or like, you know, speakers, whatever? Uh, I do. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that, I, I could, honestly, if I went like that, I just kind of have like my best pair of headphones hooked up with my best speakers hooked up right. at all times. Uh, I have it, you could have like, I, I have a lot of headphones and I'm a kind of a headphone nerd. Mm-hmm. You could have headphones for different genres of music, but I don't. I pretty much just have an amazing pair of headphones that <laughs> Sennheiser HD <laughs> 600s, no big deal. <laughs> but... Do you have uh, different settings at least, though? <laughs> Why does that get a foghorn? Just pimping names that we're not oh, getting paid for. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> uh, yeah. They should give me money for all the fucking business I've given them. Um, well, I you, could... you didn't like Sennheiser. I like the some of their things. Gotcha. That depends. There. 280s, 280s that are on my yeah. head right now. Yeah, <laughs> they're just bitch, uncomfortable. Bitch. They're gonna. That's all. Okay, so <laughs> these headphones, for instance, are great. The ones that are on my head right now, the Sennheiser HD 280s, are great for classical music. They have mm. great treble and top yeah, yeah. end. They're very, they're very airy. Uh, but I prefer. They're the, not great on voice. They're not great for other stuff, like really anything else. Honestly, for <laughs> listening to the stuff I like has a lot of bass, a lot of heavy guitars. I love guitars. The stuff I like, and we can just get into this actually. Yeah, we I'm kind of right curious now. to like what what our tastes are. Uh, my big taste is blues. I've always loved oh, blues. Oh yeah, man. 
Uh, and we got a Chicago guy right here too, which is great. But, but honest- he knows nothing about blues, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. But I feel like there must have been some osmosis there that seeped in. That's how you must all be became blues brothers last, at most. Like, really? Yeah. Like in the- still alive? No, I mean, like, right before he died. Oh. Um, he went to his grave, he saw him. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it was BB King and Peter Frampton. Um, That's interesting. Like two years ago. It was a cool little matchup. Like, Peter Frampton played first, then BB King played. Uh, it was rad. I, uh, I'm a, so those are the uh, those are the, the three influences of mine, are really the, the three kings of blues, what they always say, which is B.B. King, Freddie King, and Albert King. Every, Eddie, kind of, everyone forgets those last two, but they're pretty important. No relation? No, no relation. Uh, so Albert King is probably what they call the godfather for Stevie Ray Vaughan. like the Jackson 5. Uh, if you them. listen to, no, no. <laughs> completely unrelated, completely different, and three different kind of styles of blues guitar. Gotcha. And, uh, and that was kind of the influence of really all rock and roll. People forget that. All the rock gods from the 60s, Clapton, Hendrix, were sure. all kind of taking lessons from these guys. Clapton was obsessed with Freddie King. Stevie Ray Vaughan was obsessed with Albert King. Hendrix really was obsessed with BB, but kind of all of them. I too. mean, even go back to Elvis, man. And you can talk about, there's others too. Lightning Hopkins was a big one too, of course. And Elvis, of course. But there's, I'm talking about all these kind of original blues guys that I, that I loved growing up. And these are the guys that I would kind of obsess over. Mm-hmm. I would listen to their music over and over again and try to mimic exactly the way they played guitar and try to do it myself because I right. was like, I want to be that guy. So I have to find the, how they're doing this magical thing with their hands. What's your guitar of choice? Um, I'll tell you, Fender Stratocaster. Okay. It's that simple. Uh, I think it's the most versatile of all guitars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's fantastic for playing my style of music, which is blues and rock. Um, and it, I like the way it sits in my hand. That's so you're like a Clapton the feel guy. I love Clapton. I, uh, I, I, a lot of people are kind of divided on him, which is interesting. I feel like that's he's, weird. Why? He's, I think it's because he's lasted so long that people learn to hate him, which is kind of an interesting theory of mine. I think, I think a lot of these guys, like if Hendrix lasted this long, people would probably he'd probably have some haters too. I, I just think. I don't think anyone survives in our current world. Yeah, I think Clapton. Oh, just, that's true. There's like people who troll everybody. Yeah. Like, even the Rolling Stones had such a shitty period, although they've brung it back and they've had they have fans. Serious, you know. They, I mean, Clapton has fans, but I'm just saying he's got tons of people who are like they can't stand his music right now. Hmm. Um, that's maybe a hipster mentality. But maybe it might have been like the '90s when he did his like unplugged stuff. That was. He that was when his comeback was, I think. But then he it was his comeback. But yeah, that's kind of and now everyone's now like, he's released like four or five albums since then that are kind of like meh. Oh, he's still releasing albums. Yeah, he, in fact, he just that. released one maybe a month or two. Ago. Did he really? Gotcha. Yep. Is it any good? Haven't listened to it. <laughs> okay. He's still good. He's just kind of lame. Honestly, he's become just kind of an old white guy blues, which is kind of the the the. the the, the pitfall I, I get into mm-hmm. is I don't want to be just that white guy playing a blues guitar with a Fender Stratocaster, which is like every fucking kid who picks <laughs> up a guitar. So you don't want to turn into one of those cliches. And uh, and definitely you don't want to turn into one of those guys that feels like you're, you're stealing culture. That's okay. always de- been an issue with me, just being a white guy playing blues. Sure. So and that, we can talk about that. How do you guys, do you guys feel any way about that? I mean, about like... I don't know, white guys playing the blues, for instance, or even or maybe a, a white person rapping, I guess, is not really. I mean, if you got, if, if it's like any art, man, if you is. got it in your heart, if you got it in your heart, you got it in your heart. It's nothing that that necessary. Like, it's a question of the experience. Now, you know, sure, there could be an element of the black experience that you might not be able to connect with as well when it comes to hip hop or blues, for that matter. But. I mean, you know, we talk about Eminem. It's not, you know, Eminem was a fucking amazing rapper, dude. Or is, literally, you know what yeah. I mean? And his music. I agree, yeah. His music was, was, was 
what was it? I think it was like Larry Mo- Wilmore show. Someone was just like, you know, fucking Eminem's like, forget the fact that I'm white, man. I'm poor. I understand. I understand this world. I understand this culture. And he owned who he yeah, was. It was like, trying to pretend. I think, yeah. I think like trying to pretend that you're that you're something that you're not is when it that's when it it just means it's bad art in general. You know what I mean? And it's not it like like fucking vanilla ice, like ice ice baby. Right. Isn't terrible but like the rest of his shit i was think the word whatever. or i would go with here is just honesty i think that yeah, if, if you make it with honesty the viewers or the listeners can tell uh eminem kind of just spoke kind of what he wanted to say just right. whatever whatever shit he was going through with his wife although his, it is so wild that like the the first real great rapper to come out of detroit is white uh, really? pretty yeah. much is man he, he was the first not one. the first is he kind of he kind of was the first the first rapper to like really really fucking Make it big out of Detroit. Right. I don't know. I'm don't pretty know sure. I can't think anybody before him. I mean, we're guy. talking. We're talking like you know. Your rap knowledge might be better than mine. So. I mean, oh yeah, we'd have to get someone else on to talk. Maybe you're right. I don't I, know. I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there's right. no one in Public Enemy who's from Detroit. Or no, anything like they're all New York. Yeah, you're on the huh. East yeah. Coast. Okay. Yeah, and Public Enemy was like '80s anyway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Detroit rap didn't. I mean, d- there was plenty of Detroit hip hop on the scene. You know what I mean? Just nobody and nobody made it as big as. As Eminem, that, like in, in the national spotlight, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, sure, New York, New York was first, obviously. But that also then, might be Detroit. LA. Oh, yeah, I agree. I was just kind of maybe pull up a theory for why Detroit, I think Detroit's Motown. I think that it was dominated by soul and funk and rhythm and blues. Well, yeah, but all that was defunct by, you know, well, by I the think, fucking 70s, really. No, it lasted through the kind 80s, of, it was through like the 80s, even the Motown? 90s. Yeah, because even, even Boys to Men was Motown. Yeah. Yeah, but they were out of that's Motown was out of Philly's LA, back though. again. Yeah, Motown Philly's back again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure, but like, but uh, I'm not suggesting Motown records. No, wasn't I'm just gone, presenting just a theory is, why there sure. might that that maybe that instead of they the, the the musicians turn to rap, they would turn to rhythm and blues. They would turn to soul. They would turn to funk instead. Instead of, but they weren't out of Detroit though. Motown? Yeah, they were. No, I'm saying like. What? The the rest of the artists who were in Detroit well, yeah, weren't like in, most. No, a lot of them were from there, and that they, originally. And, but well, by in, the t- that's what I mean. Influence. I'm just saying they're okay. Maybe not. I'm just. I, I guess. I'm just throwing <laughs> shit against the wall, yeah. dude. <laughs> it's not an unfair question, but I think I don't know if. I guess that's what I'm saying. It's not a question of like there weren't a lot of hip hop artists because there were a ton of hip hop artists in oh, Detroit okay, to make it throughout big. the throughout the 80s and 90s. You know, basically we're talking we're talking a six year stretch, right? I mean, Public Enemy was was I what like 87, 88, yeah, 90, 90, yeah, or 89, fat 90. Boys. Who were the Fat Boys? Fat Boys. They were like three fat boys. Rappers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, well, I, okay. Well, again, here this. Early Go, 80s. This still goes like, my point yeah, because yeah. we haven't heard of them. So. Right <laughs> um, well, but like we're, we're three white boys. So. Right. <laughs> like Public Enemy and I think, no, Nas was like a little bit, Nas was like after. Um, Nas was like 94, 95. Yeah, 90, 92, I think was Illmatic. I don't and then think there's, there's, I think it was 94. Illmatic? Yeah, I think it was 94. I'll do some fact Yeah, look it up. Um, a- anyway, we, we, had, we had East Coast rap and then we had... Um, you know, uh, God damn, I keep wanting to stay straight out of Compton like a fucking asshole. NWA. Um, that was, you know, 90, that was 89, 90, 91. Um, no, 94. Oh, nice. Um, so in any event, my point is in that stretch and then, you know, Eminem, what it came out in 97, I think was his first album. Slim Shady LP. That seems late. No, no, uh, that seems about right. Let's check that one. I feel like, like it was 97. Like the Slim Shady? Not that one. The it Slim was... Shady LP was his first. Yeah, big one. Right. Um, 
So I guess that's my point. In that stretch of time, there wasn't much, but there were plenty of, obviously, there were plenty of Detroit hip hop artists, but nobody actually made this it is big. All Eminem kind was of, the first one. I don't know. It's just all moot. Like, why are we even talking about this? I mean, yeah, you're because right. Because it's, it's ironic that the, we're talking about the black experience, right? And it's funny that, like, the, 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 Biggest black, the biggest rapper to come out of Detroit was ra- was I white. I get, it's but it's just funny. one city. There's tons of other cities with I black understand. population. <laughs> <It was just laughs> just throwaway I know. Thing. It was a throwaway thing. That I know. Into that's my point. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's noteworthy. But let's move on. Yeah, no, that's for all. sure. I'm more <laughs> okay. than happy to. All right. <laughs> well, I, I guess one thing I wanted to get at is that uh, this idea of a of owning a culture. Um, first off, I mean, just from yeah, my, my conspiracy bent, um, I, I, I think that the whole construct of race is something that is, uh, forced upon us to, um, you know, just to kind of be able to keep political control. Um, I think that's something that is, um, very much, uh, uh, a distraction from what the, the real problem is, which is, uh, poverty essentially. So yes, I, I, I think that it, it, doesn't really matter. And to me, it seems that it's a a shared culture, Um, especially, you know, when you talk about rap and things like that, that is something that is just so commonplace that like you can't say that rap isn't part of white kids culture because that's what they grow up with. Like that is that has become a part of popular culture. So therefore it becomes part of their culture. And there's no reason that they should not be able to partake in that. That's I mean, to me, that goes for for any cultural crossbreeding. I just kind of think that is the sort of foundation of America and what we should be uh, uh, in encouraging. We are a melting pot, not a uh, not a stew. What's the difference between a melting pot and a stew? A stew, everything is still chunks, um, clumps. A melting pot, everything is uh, broken oh, down it, okay. and melted together into a homogenous. So multiculturalism <laughs> okay. is the uh, is the stew. Yeah, exactly. Multi- um, I th- I don't know why we're going to go off with tangent. We may as well. Um, I feel like a melting pot is. Is is oh god damn it! Is I want to say disrespectful, but it's not. Um, it's it's not giving due credit to anybody who has a, a specific point of view. It's not a melting pot. I mean, it, it, if you give, oh, god damn it, my head is not with me right now. I'm sorry. Um, well, I mean, the idea that everybody is completely equal is insensitive. I think to some people who have particular experiences across the board. Right. And well, I'm not saying that as a a white rapper, you can now start throwing around the N word and start, you know, mm-hmm. pretending to be uh, something that you're not. I'm just saying that there's no reason that you should be barred from that entire genre. Well, right. Yeah. Nobody. I don't think anybody's suggesting that that you can't be a white rapper. I think with, I think many people suggest that. But I mean, that, and that's the goes, I mean, you can't be a black country singer. You can't be, a, you know, a, a, there's a lot of, you can't be an Indian. I don't anything. think, any, but that's like, what I mean. I, it, I don't, I, I, okay. I don't think anybody of note or, you know, or a, who, or who, whose opinion ought to be amplified, I guess, in that sense, <laughs> would, would, would go so far as to say you can't. I mean, it goes back to what we were saying before, right? Like if it's, if it's in your heart, whatever, like, yeah. if, you know, if you get, you get the blues in your heart, you can play the blues. It doesn't matter what, what color, what skin color you have. Um, same thing with rap, I think. Um, and like what Joey said, it goes back to honesty. I mean, if you're playing it, if you're playing any song with a, a degree of honesty and that's yeah. the genre that you're at, then everybody will recognize that and relate to it. Um, so, it's not that you can't be a white rapper. It's that it's not, it's not, it's, uh, it's not even, it's just not good and good in like the, the good art sense that we're talking about, right? The good tra sense of being, um, to, to try and 
pretend like you're something that you're not. I guess that's the difference. So it's not that white kids in the suburbs can't listen to rap. It's that white kids in the suburbs trying to make gangster rap music or anything that kind of relates to literally a culture that they don't understand is disrespecting those that recognize it in any capacity, no matter what your skin color is. I, I guess I guess I don't listen to enough rap to understand the intricacies intricacies of the genre. Well, but um, I mean, yes, I, I guess a lot of it does pertain to a certain amount of um, activities and violence that is not akin to the lifestyle. Sure. Well, and it's the same thing with country music, though, too. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like if you if you've if you've never lived on a farm, then why right. the fuck you talk? Why the fuck you singing about a farm? Yeah, but don't you think that since rap music has come out, the average whatever white person from the suburbs of the country knows more about what goes on in the cities and black communities? Totally. I'm, so, again, I'm not, that's I'm, a nice positive. I'm, whether I'm, or not, you know, they appreciate. You just can't write that song first person. <laughs> okay, I understand. It's that. just it, well, I wouldn't say you can't. I would say it won't be very int- very good. Yeah, well, it's, I, it li- or at the very least, it likely won't be good. Yeah. and it's disrespecting anybody who has that. Who who actually has that there? You know what I mean. That was all connoted in my can't. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. It's can't, can't's a big word, man. <laughs> can't's a big fucking word. No, I'm just you know me. Take. I'm specific. Well, yeah. What's interesting to <laughs> you <I'm> guys? <laughs> um, it, oh, do you have a point, Sean? No, it was the same thing we were talking about. Well, I guess what's interesting to me when I say when, when I say about blues and theoretically rap or hip hop, if you will, um, they're kind of songs of not necessarily sadness or despair, but like kind of like how to deal with sadness or despair. Uh, It's kind of how to deal with your blues, how to deal with your depression, how to deal with shitty situations. And with blues, I always kind of liked it because they always had this like ironic, humorous take on it. Like you'll see B.B. King try to make like a cute little turn of phrase in the middle of his song and try to make everyone laugh. Uh, I like that aspect of it. I like the whole, you know, if if you got to laugh at some of your problems. And I think I I identified with that as well, being just, you know, like a dorky little Jewish kid and from Philadelphia. So, Whatever, and I like the idea of like, you know, whatever blues you have, everyone's got mm-hmm. sadness of some kind. So whatever Eminem, you know, shit he was going through, it's, you know, it's definitely honest and it definitely, and it comes maybe across as culturally insensitive because it's the same art form, but it's definitely coming from a similar place of sadness and what despair. What comes across as culturally insensitive? Yeah, well, to some people, I would say, no, not to Eminem? Me. No, I would say just in general, white people rapping. I would say. I don't. I feel like when he first came out, that was definitely a. a I, I don't. I don't think. Thing. No, I think just on its surface, with, it was it, a thing without, that without he was knowing, white. Without knowing, like Vanilla Ice, for instance. I'm just saying. That's a slightly different superficial story. Though. Of. Okay, so just taking Eminem on his surface, you would believe that. But I think that my point is that his universal, you know, suffering is uh, just kind of manufactured this place because that's what he listened to. Right? Um, I don't know if I go as far as the suffering. It's just the fact that he's fucking good at it, man. You don't have to suffer to be... I mean, if it comes... If if that's no, an element of You have to be sure, good at maybe, it, but... obviously, to be good at a specific art form. Right. But the way that what separates you from, you know, the pack is the... I think me, what you're talking about is the blues. Like, if you're if you're not sad, it's hard to sing about the blues. <laughs> but also, I would say hip-hop and rap, too, sometimes. If you're not angry or, uh, or pissed off sometimes... Well, right, exactly. You can't be... He can't be rapping angry or pissed off. It's It comes across as exactly. fake. Exactly. I think that's the honesty issue I was kind of... For sure. No, I, I completely agreed. You just blended the two when you were, when yeah, you were ranting about them. To, that's all. I'm trying to make connections there. I just, <laughs> no, no, it was fine. It was just, I think it got confusing. That's all. I just remembered I did listen to one rapper. Uh, and who? DMX. Did you listen to DMX? <laughs> Party up. 
Yeah. <laughs> Y'all going to make me funny. lose my mind. Yeah. Um, I actually love DMX too. I, and to be honest, what you, you probably thought of that because I said angry or pissed off, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He's like got the best voice for being angry yep. or pissed off. Um, and there's not really any way to kind of substitute that. Yeah. There's not many people who, I mean, I guess Ja Rule was probably his uh, successor. Well, I mean, the... the <laughs> but all he could do was just uh, scream really loud. I don't even know. Well, genres uh, swapping, I mean, that's like Slipknot to me. Um, it's just kind of like that same... Yeah. Expressing anger as loud as Are you, you can. a metal guy too? Uh, I mean, I as much as I am anything. Like, I mean, if oh, okay. I... My, my true genre is... Yeah, I was going to say, what is your most? Novelty. Um, so, <laughs> what? Like spoken word? Uh, yeah, well, just like, weirdo. like cats uh, singing <laughs> Christmas tunes. Well, the yeah, that, um, <laughs> My favorite food is water. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Novelty. Uh, oh, like Weird Al. Okay, yeah. I got it. Uh, Weird Al, They Might Be Giants. Uh, Anything in the ver various sections. Yeah, Tenacious D. Green Jelly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. You remember Dr. Demento? Ween. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm oh, yeah, Dr. fucking Demento. Ween. Yeah. But you do like Tool. Uh, You're yeah. a big tool fan. Right. I'm also a um, the I guess this or actually I realized recently that the uh, novelty is actually the subgenre of my my favoriteest genre, which is the story song. That that's oh, what cool. encompasses okay. most of <laughs> Paradise the, by the Dashboard Light. Exactly. <laughs> wow. A little bit of meatloaf, <laughs> little, uh, yeah, rock opera in there. Yep. Um, yeah, that's, Fair Way to Heaven. Uh, is that story that, enough, or is that enough. still too poetic? Uh, okay. Edmund Fitzgerald. Okay, um, got it. Yeah, you know, I any other story songs? Um, story songs? Uh, uh, American oh, Pie. There you uh, go. That's, nice. a, that's a little want to kill myself-y, but you know. How I about do. Alice's Restaurant? That's like 20 minutes long. <laughs> Alice's Restaurant. restaurant. Uh, you can Ar Arlo get anything you want. It's like oh, 20 yeah, minutes. Yeah. That's why no, it's kind of famous. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, anything like Harry <laughs> Chapin or... Um, uh, that's so interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, I, that's I, cool, man. That's interesting. I can see Wheeler just shaking his head right now. And just, well, what, I mean, do you have a favorite song? I think that's why I like Prince. Um, <laughs> because Wheeler hates Prince. No, no, the oh. story aspect. Oh, right, the whole concept. Oh, yeah, right. okay. Yeah. Like Darling Nikki and exactly, Purple Rain like, and all that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah Doves yeah. Cry and yeah. yeah, yeah. There's, there's like a, a an actual plot line. So, to do you have, so give me your, give me your top five favorite concept albums first, and then give me your top five favorite story songs. Oh, I, I couldn't even do that. Um, I guess the what's the most recent one? Oh, Okay, yeah, yeah, no, so. I mean, the, the best list I can give you would be, um, as far as, like, story songs, um, I mean, Harry Chapin's Taxi is really um, well-crafted and, like... Um, I, I'm not a crier, but it does make me uh, well up a little bit. Um, <laughs> Have the, you ever cried listening to a song? Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Wait, what song? Um... Probably like most of Harry Chapin's albums. <laughs> so Taxi, obviously. Yeah, Taxi. Um, Harry Chapin makes you cry. Uh, I mean, this the, is my new favorite thing. No, I'm going to walk around with Harry Chapin playing for my life <laughs> to see if I can get you to cry. No, I mean, that's like, uh, I, I can't cry at reality, but I can cry at stories. So sure, I can, I'm like, uh, like um, oh, wait, uh, no, you know, like every Pixar movie I've teared up at. Okay. You know, I'm, I, it's, yeah, I don't know when it's, when it's on a screen or when it's like imaginary, yeah. it, for some reason, it's more real than reality. Like I reality only ever cried with shut music. Off. Yeah. With music. Like, I never, oh, yeah. cri I never cried you watching know, I, movies. That's a good point, though. It's probably not even the movie that makes me cry. Yeah, it's, it's like music. The, yeah. It's the musical it's cues. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Exactly. It's the musical cues in movies that have made me cry. Totally. I, and I didn't I didn't cry in any movie until I was fucking, I don't even remember how old I was. Like, but, like, you know, in the within the last, like, five years. Yeah. I'm 33. <laughs> 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 like, I'd never cried in a movie. And it always kind of really? bummed me out that really? I had never cried in any movie, ever. Mm. Um, 
And yeah, and but it was music, really. Music is the one that fucking music always made me cry. Hmm. Um, just recently, so oh, go ahead, continue. We'll go to the. Uh, oh my! You were list. telling us about the story songs. Um, yeah, and, yeah. And so, um, what about albums, though? Uh, albums. Um, let's see. What can I listen to? Um, Hold on. I want to. I, like... I, I want to play a game. Yeah. I want to play a game. Uh, does Sean Fall like it? <laughs> right. uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw out a band, and okay. we're gonna see if you know them or like them. I want to yeah. guess first. Well, of course. I'm, that's what I'm doing. That's, that's me and you are gonna guess. Game. Oh no! What I mean is, that you're gonna say. You're <laughs> gonna, gonna say, say the band. It, and, I'm gonna guess you're gonna whether guess, he likes it or not. And me and you are gonna be, guess. You're both gonna guess. Yeah, we're gonna guess. We're gonna play a game. Okay. Rush. I'm gonna Rush. say Rush. I'm gonna damn it! Don't say anything, Sean. God. Oh no! I'm just processing. I know oh, I can't look. Yeah. Part of the question was whether yeah, I knew it. Yeah, okay, yeah. so okay. I'll be able to read All right. him. All right, I'm I gonna say I'm going to the stoic. <laughs> Not still read you, man. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> say I'm gonna say he he does know them, does not like them. Uh he knows them. He doesn't not like them. He's they're fine. Okay, let's get here, Sean. Yeah, O'Brien read my body posture there. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so I didn't know. I didn't even look at you. Oh, really? so I good swear to God, I didn't look at you. I had my hand right up the on. whole time. Okay. So I got it right? Yeah, no. Nailed I, it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like them. Uh, or I know them. I'm, you know, not opposed to them. Okay. I'm going to throw up another prog rock band. Right on. Yes. I'm going to say knows them, doesn't like them. I'm going to say doesn't really know yeah, O'Brien again. <laughs> like I'm aware of the name, and I would probably recognize a song if you told me, but I couldn't name a song. Okay. Um, Black Is- Sabbath. Go ahead. I say knows them and kind of likes them. <laughs> knows them, likes them, except except the except. Okay, he likes Crazy Train until it gets stupid. So like the opening of Crazy Train is rad, and it gets a da 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 da. That part he hates. That part. Okay, that's my guess. So you just like the opening lick of Crazy Train, huh? I never really thought about it, but O'Brien might be right. <laughs> damn it. Um, I, like, before he gave that description, I probably would have said knows them, but doesn't really 100% like them. 100% right. God I've damn never it. listened to them. I've never, like, you know, put an Black Sabbath album on. But, yeah. All right. <laughs> it's so weird how well I know you. And we've, like, the amount of, con- okay, we, I don't even know if our listeners really know this. Oh, yeah. The amount of conversations that we've had in general, the three of, Joey, I, Joey, you and I, I don't think ever have ever had a conversation that wasn't recorded period. Well, before, before and after before, our podcast, right. yeah. Sure, but like before we started recording, it's the first time we ever actually talked Fair enough. <laughs> at all. And Sean and I, whenever we worked together, we so I, I would be the one fucking yap yapping and, and Sean would just like laugh and, you know, yeah, nod yeah. and just listen <laughs> and it was fine, but I would be the one rambling about whatever the fuck I was rambling about. No way. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> if you will. Take <laughs> if you will a picture. And Ooh. the very first time we just like you asked me to do the podcast, and it was the very first time you started speaking was the very first time I was like, well, hold the fuck. I've never Yeah. You know, like, the the listeners have been pretty much present for our entire triangular relationship. Yeah. So as it's, we get to know each other, you yeah. guys are you guys are a part of this. In any event, I don't know. But it's I'm now actually kind of blown away. Now. <laughs> I know, Sean. Uh, do you have any more? Oh yeah, I could throw out sounds more. I, I'm okay. gonna throw out a big one. Michael Jackson. I'm gonna say knows and kind of likes the thriller album. But that's he, it. He just, knows him and he likes him. Yeah, he likes him? Yeah. Um, know him. Um, I think I'm just, just yeah, I, I guess I would say likes him. Um, uh, more tangentially though, through anyone, anyone, Weird Al? No, okay, uh, uh, fat, yeah, fat, 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 and, and, and eat it. Is there another Weird Al Michael Jackson? No, there's only two. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he never uh, did. Uh, there, he did some like sound alikes, but uh, he, he'll do like uh, music that's like in a genre that's not yeah, a I know, no, I know. But uh, the night Santa went crazy was probably my favorite of those. Uh, that's a great one. <laughs> that, was a great uh, one. that is a good one. Yeah, Trigger Happy is one of my favorites. Yep. Uh, 
Yeah. I fucking love Weird Al. <laughs> I love Weird Al so much. That, I mean, that would probably be my top five albums would just be all Weird Al albums. Really? Yeah. I mean, that, <laughs> that's the, amazing. Well, I mean, that's the music that you can, I can listen to probably the most consistently. And it's, you know, it's always changing. So like, you know, it's uh, every genre you could want is pretty much I mean, It does keep it's you uh, abreast of the times. You know, exactly. Keep, yeah. Yeah. You do know what the hell's going on if you're listening to Weird Al. It is as much culture as I can handle. Yeah. Okay. Sean O'Brien, your, so, top, your top five albums, please. I've been asked this question so many times. It's really hard for me. I don't know. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> so the very first album I ever bought was Nevermind. Um, so growing up, I was a Nirvana That's guy. Right. Um, I always loved Weird Al. I always loved Weird Al as well. Um, but I mean, as as far and then, um, so musically it was tough. I mean, when I was growing up, I I loved, you know, I liked fucking Springsteen. I like I liked I liked a lot of pop in general. Okay, um, let me just 90s, stop. Can I, can I stop you quickly? Sure. I, I like. I'm interested in the fact you said growing up. Do you sure. think there is something about that that like we get oh, attached to the music that of we just grow up with? Absolutely. And, that, and we it's set in stone. No question. But when yeah. is that set in stone? When around when you like got 17. You a job. When you're like, <laughs> <laughs> is that a no? I actually agree. It's, it's like it's like 17. it's like 17, 18, 19. It's yeah. like yeah. it's like freshman year of college for, for a lot sure. of people, which sucks for me because 17 freshman in college. Well, I would say for me it was 18, 19. But okay. Um, okay. Usually it's 16. It's well it's, to be honest with you, it's like probably it kind of vaguely depends. I would say for most people, it's between obviously 16 to 19. Let's yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Huh? That was a 17 year old freshman. You were a 17 year old freshman in college? Cool. Smart. But kid? why does it not? No, just why does it not change? I think, I think, why does it why, change? Why does it not change? Why is that set in stone there? It's 17. a question of. So, I mean, there's more of a, of a biological and, you know, psychological thing that is attached to it. There are literally studies on this. Um, oh, there you go. Yeah, there's studies on this that, that, that explain why, the, why you think that your music is so much better when you were younger. In fact, of course it isn't. It's, you know, there's no it's difference. It's just when you have the most yeah, time to devote to listening. Well, no, it's part of it there, but also, you know, your hormones are fucking rocking. Oh, yeah, and, totally. and on the memories, the yeah. memories that you're having at That's that time. the formation of yeah, the brain. Yeah, it's literally, you know, the music is the soundtrack of your life. God so, damn it. <laughs> so right then and there, when yeah. all that shit's happening, the music always, that you're listening to is high. I always find that so interesting Which, that we always remember exactly where we were when we heard the song for the first time or something. Yeah, kind of exactly. Like, or, or like a, a, an important or whatever thing moment. tied. Yeah, a moment yeah. tied to a particular song. But it's like our memories are, are like certain, like a Rolodex that's like kind of divided by our audio, yeah. you know, our, our musical memory somehow. Huh. Well, I yeah, don't really all... have that. Um, I do have that with podcasts, though, weirdly. Which <laughs> well, that's your weird. replacement. I, I guess, yeah, It's maybe. hitting that same part of your brain, probably. Yeah, I guess so. Like if I'm uh, if I listen to a podcast in a grocery store and then like re-listen to that podcast, like I'll remember like what oh, sure, I was happens. in when yeah. that well, was. I think that's the same muscle memory theoretically. Right yeah. It's just a question of so the way your memories are formed have to do specifically with that. I mean, you, all of your senses mm. when they're right. working more and they're combined and there's something yeah, emotional yeah, the that's happening to you. On, totally. That's when that's when you're going to remember Inside the moment Out better. did a great visualization of this. Exactly uh, right. Seriously, really. Pixar, <laughs> Pixar literally was just you know. Like, Goddamn, they really what killed if feelings that. had feelings. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just to take a side joke, yeah, no, the thing that pissed me off about um, about Inside Out, though, was it Inside Out or yeah, Inside yeah. Out was um, that the the characters for the main or the people in the the Herman's head of the main characters were all like different characters, whereas when they went into like at the end they went into the the heads of all the other people and all five of them were like exact representations of that person, so like they they. It seems like they just didn't spend the time to develop for each. I don't remember. Oh, 
I don't remember what you're talking about. Oh, I see what you mean. Like, like they the were, dad, were all the different, all the different feelings in the dad were all. Yeah, it was like five different dad. dads, just different colors. Whereas, yeah, like, you're with, right. the, with the little girl, they, didn't they take were the time all like, to make yeah unique uh, characters. Exactly. Oh, I didn't catch that. I mean, they were okay. kind of unique, but they weren't as unique as they did for the main character. Yeah, the main character was like vastly was different one scene. people. For yeah, you. I know, but still, they didn't Pixar, want to. No, I didn't. No, I totally understand. You know, that's like background voice actors versus you know big name voice actors. They didn't want to pay for Amy Poehler time whatever i suppose right. i guess i just read a lot into it it just had a weird connotation to me but the um it, oh like everyone is more monolithic than that girl exactly like that yeah. girl thinks uh, more and more deeper yeah interesting okay anyway what was your question i was actually going to ask probe you more about your specific taste and uh, i got yeah i'll go i'll go off in general <laughs> man i fucking I, music music is probably my favorite thing <laughs> okay. To be honest with you, like so it, let me, when let you me, really break it down, let ahead. me ask you this. So you're you're a writer, pretty much, right? I'm at least sure. that's how I kind of yeah. Do, it's do true. You. It's true. I no, you, I, you can I reject the term, but it's true. It's well, fucking, I, my <laughs> question is more about your process. Do you listen sure. to music when you write? I guess. Oh, um, well, sure. Well, music. I mean, okay. So, and does one help? Uh, yeah, the other? I guess I'll tighten it down. I'll. I'll uh, is there a genre? I could, I could there, go on forever. Is there a genre that's better for writing? Can you listen to lyrics when you write? Uh, sure. Well, so not really. So okay. How do I explain this? As far as the process of writing, if you want to hear the writing thing, um, what I'll it really depends on many different things. The one through line I have for a lot of the different scripts I've written um, are I'll have essentially a, a playlist that go with the movie itself because it's not it's I never look at a movie that I'm writing it. I look at it as I'm directing it. I just happen to be writing it down in words first. Okay, you know what I mean. So I'm I'm just kind of doing that visually, and I know what all what's going on with that. Um, so the the music isn't necessarily what's going to be playing, but it does have kind of a tone or a style or or a, an emotional through line that that represents this scene. Which, to be honest with you, is just so I remember and I I am able to kind of condense the entire script that I don't have to read into you know an hour and a half. That's but it's just represented musically. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't so really you, use that when I write it. Wow. I I'll have that before I've written it. So I just I'll see the whole movie in my head, and then I'll just represent that musically with songs, and then I can just do that. And you know, sometimes it goes hand in hand. But wow, I already. I, long story short, as far as like my process of writing, I already have it all written in my head before I write it. That's just the way it's the way I work. Sinist- yeah, that, I think you asked that before. I don't. Okay. I, I don't think so. Okay. I, it's I, it's like a small degree of it, but not really. No, right it's on. just it's. But yeah, that would really. be the. Yeah, I, I see where you're going with that because that's kind of my question too. It's it's interesting. No, it's that you, just a question. That of, you work by tone. I like. I like. Well, it's that. not just tone. It's emotion. It's just, oh, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's exa- that's kind of you know. So they're synonymous in a way to me, of course. But but anyway, as far as the writing element of it, that's what it is. But yeah, I love. It's like picking the palette for a painting. It's yeah, yeah. precisely, precisely. I think so. Yeah, too, it's yeah. just it's just an easy way to be like, okay, that's what it is, and and that and that's not that hasn't been for everything I've ever written, but I pretty much always have a song more or less in mind across the board. I think that's what okay. freaked me out about music so much is that like or like you know just trying to create music, mm-hmm. um, not something I ever really delved into too much, but like the idea of just not even understanding the palette to choose from, um, not even understanding like the the basis of like where to even 
begin with those things. Like, you huh. know, at least in painting, you know, I have these you know three what? different colors and I can mix them together That's, and make I what I I blame that but... on education, I gotta yeah. say. And that, I'm gonna go back it's to true. kind of my point here. Is that just my own yeah, no, not your fault. naivete? Yeah, no, or... I think Perhaps. I think I could okay. show you a, 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 a range of chords and a range Shining, of... Yeah, you'll know exactly what And you'd be like, oh, okay, that's that. That's a minor chord. That's a seventh chord. That's a 13th. That's a major. That's a. You'd be like, oh, all these notes. There's the exact notes of the scale. You know, do, re, mi. That's, I mean, you sing that stupid song from Sound of Music. That's pretty much half of music right there. Don't accuse me of that. Sorry. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm assuming you There's sing no that one. There's no falsetto in that. Yeah, oh, but shit. But yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. Yes, there is. <laughs> that will bring us back to do. Oh, it's a yeah, falsetto. Yeah, no, it's just a higher pitch. Just a scale. If you're singing it, maybe you got to go. <laughs> I can make it falsetto. Um, yeah. What was I going to say? Oh, you know what? So hang on. Let me go back to the other thing. Like, oh. the, the, my <laughs> favorite albums. Fucking the, the worst part about... Like you know, my solidifying music. I loved music growing up forever. I always loved music and movies, kind of you know, back and forth. Um, and when I was in high school, though, I went to school, you know, from about ninety seven to two thousand, you know, one. Um, that stretch of time, for some reason, was was in pop at least was so fucking frustrating, and there was no. To me, at least, there was no really good music, and it mm-hmm. was driving me insane. So I would still listen to all the shit that I listened to, um, you know, Rage Against the Machine, Nirvana, um, Tool. Um, what else? I'm trying to think. Oh, I never got into Radiohead, which was so, such a mm, bummer. I didn't get into Radiohead until okay. recently, and I fucking, I listened, so I went through like a whole, even Weezer, actually, I didn't listen, but even they were kind of gone. Um Weezer, I don't think I would like unless I had the yeah, connotation. You for, yeah, you would, really? man. I got so that was the same thing that happened to me. For, yeah. Okay, first of all, for Radiohead, I I went, I do this weird thing where like I'll I'll just lock into an album or whatever, and then I'll just listen to that on repeat for like a year and a half. Um, so I did that with Radiohead, but I did in order. So I did I did first um with the Benz, and then I did I I think I skipped um what is it Pablo Honey? Yeah. Um, and I did the Benz, and then I OK Computer. I sat on that for like two years, literally just listened to it nonstop. And then I did Kid A and I kind of just, the rest of them are all sort of a, you know, I blended them. Um, But the next big obsession I had, which only just recently sort of ended and lasted for the last like year and a half was fucking Weezer, man. And it was, because that's what, that's what you honestly would think. It's like, when usually when I say to people, you know, Weezer, they're, most people are like, oh, the Buddy Holly, the, you know, the Buddy Holly guys. Yeah. Yeah. Or sure, the Blue Album. That's Buddy Holly. No, I know. But I mean. Most people do, the will recognize the blue album, but won't know how many hits are on the blue oh, album. Yeah, or be yeah. like, "Oh, I yeah. guess it was big. It was fine." And they'll know. They'll, they'll know all the hits. Gotcha. But have you heard Pinkerton? Yes, that's a concept album. That is a great album. There you go. So you're yeah. fine with Weezer then? Yeah. Yeah. Oh okay. no, but like I said, I uh, I I assume that is part of the time and place. Like that was a a musical specific time in oh, my life. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. I don't true. know that if I was never to hear of them and go back to them at this point that I would give a shit. It did, um, man. And for, so I literally I ha- I I heard Pinkerton kind of like I let it wash over me in the car yeah. at some point. We were driving from the the Sierra Nevadas with a friend of mine just put it on and I'm like, who the fuck is this? He's like, it's Weezer, man. Mm. I'm like, oh, all right. And I let it wash over, but yeah. it was intense. And then um. I realized I had it on my phone and I was cleaning my apartment one day and I was like, let me try. I feel like doing weeds. I feel like listening to this. I, I want to hear it again. So I put it on and the first song, I'm tired of seconds. Like, fuck it. Just that, that, you know, that rocking, just, um, that just hard, um, firm 
beat that just mm. kept hitting and I'm sitting there washing dishes and just started fucking literally headbanging <laughs> and I felt like it was in 96 man I was like fuck yes <laughs> like all that music that I've missed out on for years right on. Suddenly, suddenly came swelling into my soul as I'm cleaning and I literally mm. just had that song on repeat for a fucking year and it only just ended oh and um, their new album's actually pretty good or the mm. one from so the one that came out in 2014 was good um, that was a lot like kind of the, that was like the blue album and Pinkerton. And then the one that just came out is a lot like the green album, hmm. um, which is their white album. I think their white album, really? The I white th- album. Yeah. It just came out. Oh, I like thought, last month, I think. Gotcha. I thought you were saying that no, the green like, album no. was like their Beatles white album, which is, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. No. I didn't like the green no, album. The green but, album was, uh, the green album was okay. Hmm. Oh, Island, yeah, Island that was with Hash Pipe. Yeah, no, no, you're thinking of Maladroit. Yeah. Welcome to the Weezer podcast. Sorry. Exactly. You know what I'm listening to right now, though? <laughs> it's and one of like been... five bands I know, man. Okay, good. <laughs> you know what I've been listening to now since we're on music and I've been fucking obsessed with it is Hamilton. Oh, oh yeah, yeah we know about this. Yeah. Did I tell you about oh, this? Oh, I love the fact that you love the soundtrack of it, but you've never seen the play. I've seen it now in my head, man. In your head. Okay. <laughs> it's like when I read Shakespeare, like I don't need to see the fucking play to, to know what's going on with it. It's So it's mm. Hamilton is fucking amazing <laughs> and it's so good it's I, so good i really know nothing about it other than what you said and that's pretty much just been that it's you amazing. do you like hip-hop at all like do you like rap not especially no okay it'd be oh, tough. it's rap really yeah oh i'm yeah. way less inclined it's basically to watch it the now. story of ha- it's the story of alexander hamilton told through it i'll put it this way like hamilton's life is like the most gangster thing you can imagine mm. like, <laughs> that was sort of what what like um what lynn uh oh my god uh lynn manuel lynn manuel uh, miranda kind of like said when he read the book he was re- reading this um ron Chernow's book and he's like he's like god damn man hamilton's fucking gangster dude <laughs> so and just you know and all the all the characters washington mm. burr everybody in his head was just were, were these you know hip-hop characters and he basically cast them as gotcha. as hip-hop you know also like you know i now whatever. understand why it's culturally oh but relevant. do they have right. like specific rappers as specific oh historical yeah there's figures? styles and tones and everything i mean so and it's not but just no, is rap there, is there like tupac is jefferson kind of thing yes oh uh, Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. And I, and oh, who is to, no, um, Jefferson is they resurrected. No, him? Jefferson is like, <laughs> is like, um, old Southern is like Southern blues, but a little bit of like that kind of like Louisiana rap. Okay. Um, I gotcha. Dirty South kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, seems like uh, you have to know then, a lot of the culture in order to really enjoy it. You had to really appreciate it. You, it, it helps, hmm. but you could easily enjoy it just going into it listening. Yeah. Um, and but it's not it's also not just hip hop. I mean, um, so like the British, the, the King George has songs as well, um, <laughs> which is uh, which is all like sixties, like <laughs> the monkeys <laughs> and the, the British invasion. <laughs> British invasion, exactly. Oh, Very know. good. <laughs> so, the monkeys were British invasion. They were no, they, they were they were they, they were a but, product of yeah, but, yeah. exactly. They were yeah. influenced definitely. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. That anyway, they were that's, an influence. Oh, of they they influenced they were they they took the British stuff and kind of copied it. I think right. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying that like the Beatles were influenced by the monkeys. No. Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> the the tan- I'm sorry I went off on this tangent. But the, the point I was trying to make was that the in the in that time frame when it was supposed to be like the you know the most precious time of a person's life as far as music, it was fucking nothing for me. Hmm. And all I listened to, to be honest with you, was classical music. Hmm. That's really all I listened to in like you know sophomore, junior, and senior year of high school and freshman year of college. Really, I listened mostly to classical music. Hmm. 
I think that's interesting. I like. I, th- I agree that I like to listen to music without any lyrics sometimes when I'm doing something. Um, I tend yeah. to really, really listen to lyrics and really like singing because that's kind of my my obsession, I guess, is mm-hmm. listening to the voices. Really, really, the more melodic instruments. So the guitar and the voice are kind of the ones I always pop into my head because I'm more of a melody kind of guy, I guess. But anyways, the point is that the music I like listening to in the background is jazz and classical because sure. there's no really thing to bother me. It just simply soothes my soul when I can read or pay to read an article or whatever like that. So, I'm the opposite. I can't listen to classical or jazz when I'm trying to focus because I focus too much on the music. Interesting. Hmm. I focus much more on the music of classical and jazz than I do on the music of like songs with lyrics in them for the most part. Hmm. I think um, that's more opposite than most people, but I think that's you know, it's definitely that's, opposite that's than most people. I, I engage more with classical and jazz. Okay, I wanted to ask a question kind of about Springsteen here because I like the whole, uh, especially you guys talked about Meatloaf earlier, the East Coast, West Coast thing of America. Mm-hmm. There, I like the fact that there are certain bands that everyone knows in the East Coast are just like, everyone knows Springsteen is huge in the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows Meatloaf on the East Coast. Springsteen was huge everywhere. Kind of. Yeah, he is. Kind of. Not 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 on the West Coast as much. Anyways, well, nobody else like claims him. Like no. Jersey, like fucking yeah. claims. But I guess my point is like, there's bands like X that were big in the West Coast in like the '80s and like '90s that I didn't even hear of until I kind of even yeah, me yeah, either. I never even heard. I, I still haven't heard of. X. They're pretty big, and I never even heard of them because I grew up in the East Coast. So there's certain West Coast bands that I guess that we just like that. that I, my point is that if you never really grew up with them, maybe you're never going to hear them, and you're not never going to want to get into. Though. No, no, I guess not Springsteen's not the perfect example because he's too big. But there are other yeah, kind are of there East, like Coast East Coast bands. bands that nobody had heard of. I guess you know what a good example is? Um, well, I was going to say Meatloaf is my example. I don't think I think Loaf... everybody heard of Meatloaf. So... I don't know. I yeah, don't know dude. That. Everyone knows I, I Rocky think... Horror. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they know Meatloaf. Bad as of well Hell here. was fucking one of the... But Bad yeah. of the Hell was like, well, what, the second... It yeah, was like set, the second set, set, highest album Yeah, but ever. you're a Jersey boy. You no, I'm saying ever, like behind Thriller. Like, <laughs> No, 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 no. It's not that big. Bad Out of Hell was pretty fucking huge. I'm pretty sure it it's big. It's at not the like time, a, I'm I don't think sure. it's like number two or three. It's probably at the time. T- maybe not now, but at the time, it, it's up there, man. I think okay. I feel like it's top five. Look it All up. Right. Mm. We'll we'll go fact check here. Well, my point is is really I, about right. some. There are some East Coast and West Coast yeah. bands that the opposite sides of the country don't hear. I'm, but I also like the idea that Springsteen isn't uh, that less and less these days, though. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like that's just not. Yeah, even yeah. Like, no, I think that's gone. I guess right my on. point is that that's we've had like a, just like we have a global economy, we have yeah, a global. Yeah. The most recent. One I think was like um so there was that song uh, <laughs> um Hey There Delilah that like plain white tees song you know that song yeah I know hey that there song. Delilah yeah no, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah um the that was like I knew about that song or I had heard that song at least like on the radio and then I came out here and like three years later everybody was started playing that song. Hmm. I was like, "What the fuck?" It's, and they're like, "Oh, this new, this new, this new band, this right new on. song," um, and and that was that's a good example of of something current. But I can't think of anything recent like that. I mean, this this is that's almost ten years ago when that, is or that probably less. Just kind of a product of the um, the radio itself. Well, n- not even the radio, but like the uh, uh, the less like when you get below radio level and you're just like a touring band and you're not radio play so like if you're in a touring band you're just kind of like going up and down the east coast oh, yeah you exactly know? so it, you build that fan base right and you build that sort of local base probably i think you have to blow up to a certain point to be a national it's star such a bummer too man too because i fucking live right on sunset boulevard and all and i want to go to all those shows mm-hmm. and i want to go to the whiskey i want to go to the viper room i want to go to the i want to hit those up but the the bands are always just kind of rough they're always just bad really? it's all yeah it's just yeah. pay to play bullshit man oh gotcha so I, this maybe is um, and it sucks. I don't know. Do you think this is a symptom of the larger problem with music industry right now? You think of course, there's just absolutely. the saturation of 
talent or saturation of, of mediocre talent, I suppose. Um, no, I wouldn't go as so far as to say it's a saturation of mediocre talent. It's a question of like, why, I mean, first of all, it's the, the, the live aspect of it. I mean, there are plenty of amazing, you know, DJs playing EDM music and that's kind of the, you know, the newer wave of music right now that you might not <laughs> like it, but that's where it is. Um, that's where at least the talent is. Um, and uh, so watch that if word. you're looking yeah, for live, yeah, I'm not a fan of that when you say you might that. not like it, but that, I'm just suggesting as far as live music is concerned, it's hard to find a band. Like there, there aren't as many just good bands out there, like a couple guys, you know, yeah. playing their instruments and playing it very, very well and, and going out and, you know, doing this. There are, there are, there are plenty that are okay at it, but it's all sort of vaguely the same. Yeah, I there's feel no like, audience for it. I think. Yeah, that's the right. Thing. And the audience yeah. right now is with the EDM music. Yeah, essentially. unfortunately, which is just you know. Why don't you like EDM music? I don't like the idea of a dude with an iPod just being able to fucking do the like you know just stand there and hit buttons. Like. But they're creating the music beforehand. I mean, they're 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 composing the music. Oh really? Yeah, dude. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Wait, still you, kind of. Weird. Wait, you thought he was just playing a song? <laughs> yeah, I thought they were just. Where did you think DJs? the music came from? Like. Essentially, you know, just mixing between one and the other song, and like they are, uh, but well, it's their songs. Of. Oh, I, I didn't realize. Yeah, they're, they're, they're composing sampling music. many different. So songs. When, when they're talking about, yeah, e part of it is too. it EDM DJs specifically that are making? No, any. I mean, well, that's the thing because like EDM is a huge. There's there's so many different. What does EDM stand for? Electronic Ryan? dance music. There you Very go. Good. Wow. Very good. Yeah. Holy shit! I know things. <laughs> um, did you think I was just throwing out the acronym? <laughs> no, no. I wanted oh. you to say for the listeners. Oh, God. Oh, sorry. You just you're like right. his voice. I'm sorry. I ruined it. <laughs> no, I'm glad you did. I, I just didn't think you would know it, honestly. <laughs> that's all. Yeah. No, like like house music, techno music. When I was growing up, it was called techno, mm -hmm. right? And then it, then it became house or whatever, but et cetera. But that, there's a whole kind of broad spectrum of genres now. Um, and even dubstep is like, you know, a, an element of that, which I get. <laughs> I, I guess just when I think of DJ, I just think of someone playing other well, people's music. Sean, your gripe, Sean, uh, Sean Fall, your gripe is that. Sean <laughs> Fall. Well, yeah, but that's MCs. Like MCs during the hip hop era were, do, were the same thing. They would mix okay. the albums and they were sampling. But okay, here's a different thing, though. There's a difference okay. because the live performance is a different thing. And he's kind of right, whereas a guy, a guy named Skrillex can kind of press play on his iPod during a live performance. Whereas right. an MC, like, N, or whatever, NWA, is actually going to rap the shit during a live performance. Exactly. I mean, what's the difference yeah. between the Beatles getting up there and just putting the White Album on a turntable and blasting it? As far as I understand, those DJs are actually they're not just mixing their own songs necessarily speaking it, I, I think that they are actively doing it and I think also to be honest they might be doing a little is, yeah I mean I've not, heard the, so, the concept no, of like reading the room and not. trying to like gain. sure I'm not gonna go there okay. I mean yeah no I, 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 the, the, the one thing I was gonna talk about was the the shows themselves so the lights are actually part of it and the, the atmosphere that you're creating the in drugs the, Sure, but I mean the the atmosphere that you're creating in it is part of it. I I've never fucking been to any of these shows. I have. I'm not I've not even to sure. one. Yeah, I've been oh, to well, actually, yes, I have. What am I saying? Where'd you go? I don't remember. It's like some rant, you know uh, what I mean? Like club after club. I wish. No. Um, so I went to a show, I think it's the Palladium in Hollywood. It was Bass Nectar. Bass Nectar is pretty much dubstep cool. slash EDM. I like dubstep, man. It sounds like <sighs> fax machines fucking. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd like, yeah. okay, yeah. Uh, I don't particularly like it. I was kind of going because my friend wanted me to go. I just kind of wanted to see it. I like the buildup of it. I like the whole idea of the drop. I sure. like the, the dubstep has that big, big, big buildup. Or in film, I like to call it the glissando, if you will. Glissando is a big uh, shift from one note to another, almost mm -hmm. like a rising in pitch, and it creates a real big increase in tension. Mm -hmm. So I like that whole buildup of music and a big payoff and the climax and all that stuff. So I can appreciate that. Um, um, 
I just don't, I don't like the fans, honestly. Like standing yeah. in the show, they were just kind of like getting excited to be, like be in a mosh pit. Everyone was just trying to just like hit on the girl next to them. It was just like a, every other show. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say, so what's the difference? But Isn't I, that just teenagers? No, being... it was. That's kind of the thing. It's just I don't really like that crew. I mean, whereas if you go to, obviously, if you go to a different well, you're band. You're just too old. Yeah, yeah maybe man. I'm just a fuddy-duddy. Yeah. Like <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I think I've kind of grown out of that. If you went any to any club, you know, any any band, it was the same thing back in the day. Yeah, I've always. I don't been know old. if there was mosh pits back in the day. Day. Are you, well, Obviously that was not my back day. in the day. Day, but back in my day, yeah. Well, yeah. What do we call them back in the day? I day, meant cause... like like before the seventies or something. No, of course oh, not. There um, were no mosh pits. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, well, yeah, probably back to like the late seventies. Uh, mosh pits started, I believe, during I think punk. Punk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so late seventies. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. You know what I just said? Yeah. yeah sorry, I didn't. I'm sorry. I know things. God. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Okay. Um, <laughs> Continue. Let's see. Uh, do we want to go to one of my questions? Sean, did you finish your top five? Sean O'Brien? Do you want to? Um, well, I, no, I, I didn't. Fi- I, so if I had to really rank them in general, I, it's hard to say. I mean, say, we had Nevermind. We had a Springsteen. No, but Nevermind was, I didn't say, no, no, no. Springsteen was just like what I liked. Uh, no, I said Springsteen was like what I listened, what I liked growing up. But I mean, this is when I was oh, five, yeah, six, yeah, seven years old. I, I didn't really, li- I didn't actively like Springsteen. Did Yuri just fucking yeah. scratch you? Yeah, nice. That's all right. He tried um, to bite him. I, my first album was Nevermind. I've always loved Nevermind. I, I love OK Computer. Um, I don't really, I, you know, fucking, I guess Pinkerton. But it's tough, man. I, I really don't. I don't know. When the other, the other album I really liked when I was growing up was. Um, uh, Evil Empire, Evil Empire, right? Yeah, the Rage, R- Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, I liked that album. Bulls on Parade. Yep. Um, I don't know, man. It's tough. I don't. I genuinely don't have like a list of top five favorite albums. I wish I did. Um, but I think I'm with Sean in a way that I I prefer I prefer concept albums over just you know a grouping of songs. So I was going to suggest to Sean Faw that um, you might like more prog rock. I think mm. you might more concept albums of prog rock. That's kind of why I started with Rush and Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rush's 2112 is kind of a real concept album you might like, I feel like. Yeah. You also might identify with Neil Peart's. Uh, he's the drummer. He's Neil maybe Pert. one of the best drummers. I think it's Peart. I've always, I've heard, always Pert. heard Pert. I know. I think that's wrong. Oh, okay. I, I feel <laughs> like very hipster saying that. Sure. Yeah, it's totally hipster. <laughs> Pierce. <laughs> You're probably right. But anyway, <laughs> he writes all the lyrics. And mm. uh, all yeah. his lyrics are very kind of libertarian, kind of Ayn Rand, kind of conservative-ish. Gotcha. So that you might kind of identify with some of those p- political slants there. This is Yes? No, this is Rush. Rush. Oh, Rush. Okay. Rush is Rush pretty damn good also musically. Like their guitar player is just one of the best technically Alex Leifson there is. Yeah, I think it's just, it's one that I just never tried enough. Like, um, I've heard it ancillarily. Do you like Radiohead, by the way? No. Okay. No, you, um, you wouldn't like Radiohead. I didn't think so either, but. Uh, well, I don't actively dislike them. I, I know, I understand. Again, I couldn't really even I identify like a song You might like them. an old Emerson, Lake, and Palmer that, album that called. That sounds like something I like. Like Taurus. Taurus is, an, is one of the first concept What's albums. What's a song off that? I don't know if I can actually. We I wish we could. Wait, we what was Emerson Lake and Palmer? Yeah. Emerson Lake and Palmer. Oh yeah, I'll look it up. I mean, I think it's just more of a concept album. We're not. There's not like one single off it where it's kind of just a cool. Their one big single was um, Lucky uh, Man. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. Lucky Man's a great song though. Um. Anyway, so you. <laughs> I don't think you dislike Radiohead. Like, yeah, obviously you don't dislike Radiohead, but the. And there aren't even really song like you might know Karma Police or like uh, Paranoid Android, but okay. but those are those are like story songs as well. But they're mm. not as I guess it, it, they're, it's so if you think of um, 
like Stairway to Heaven. Yeah, like we were saying before, it's yeah. not like it's it's more along those lines. Where yeah, it's it not, always seems like something you'd have to let. Be yeah, it's not like a and lock yourself in the room sort of thing. I can't. People have always said that, which I guess must have been the case. <laughs> like, I, I, when I, when well, I really got into Radiohead, it had to be the case because I, I loved them. <laughs> I feel like that was just like the uh, the goth kids I was uh, exposed to. In I was a few years ahead. Totally. Well, his, yeah, exactly. Tom York's voice sounds like a whiny white kid. Yeah. So and the and the music has definitely got some sort of oh, m- it's totally minor gross. key oh, slant okay. on yeah. every song. I just got Karma Police in my head. Yeah. So yeah, no, I don't really like Radiohead. Though. Yeah, I figured. It's more, I, the, it's more the concept album element of Radiohead gotcha. that I think you'd appreciate. You might okay. like one or two Yeah, I'm sure weird I'd like albums, a few, uh, but uh, you'd, no, it's not you'd like I'd the pursue. album itself. You'd hmm. like a okay if computer. If I like, sat down and, okay. I think he'd like Kid A. I think he'd like one of their- I, No way would he like Kid A, man. I think he'd like that. <laughs> no I think, fucking way would he like Kid we'll A. We'll have to try this. See, <laughs> maybe, we'll, maybe next time we'll play like a game, like does will Sean like it? I would say oh. the Benz. He would like the Benz, for sure. Probably a little bit more than OK Computer, but he'd appreciate- the narrative of OK Computer better than the narrative of the Benz. That's when there's too much nitrogen in your <laughs> Exactly. Well, that's what it's referring to, actually. Uh, the, the concept Specifically, is about, exactly, oh, yeah. Uh, okay. But in a more poetic sense, of course, as far as whatever. You get it. I'm not poetic. Sure you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, Joey, go ahead. What do you got? Okay, so I guess I want to bring this back to musical education because Sean mm. was saying that, oh, I don't know musical yeah. notes, blah, blah, blah. I think actually you could if we started early enough. And this is kind of a weird theory I always wanted to think about and maybe it just kind of floated is that we always teach children colors when they're really young, oh, yeah. you know? And why don't we just teach children like, I don't know, you know, the first eight notes in the in, from middle C in the beginning, in the middle of a piano or something like that, just to kind of get their brains started in thinking about music. I think it'd be just a huge boon. I think we get a lot more out of it. I did think, you not? I, I did have the yeah, like I a music class in grade school. Like I remember yeah, them writing the letters on the board wow, and making really? the music notes. Yeah, oh, me like, too. It never like my dyslexia just kept me. We from had that where we that. all played recorders, but I don't think it was like. Early. Yeah, that was yeah. The whole fucking country plays a recorder in like right. second grade. Yeah, like, you're that's right. The thing. That's so lame, it might not though. be the the lack I, of that, education. That's got to be a conspiracy, the... right? Like, what? there's some sort of oh, recorder yeah. lobbyist or something that is like <laughs> no, it's just the most this... basic instrument. Are you going to give everyone a fucking trumpet? Who I mean, you can go to a flute. You can go to like any other instrument that people have heard of. There's, there's, <laughs> not, there's no easier... What, you, can, you can either give everyone a drum or a recorder. Um, Drums are more expensive. Flutes are... Like a recorder is just the cheapest and easiest to play. And so, most, it, guys, it turns most. out that Northrop Grumman makes all the recorders <laughs> in the country. So, it's got to be. Yeah. yeah it's got to be a conspiracy. It's Halliburton. <laughs> uh, no, but that's basic. a good point. Uh, we, I think we learned the recorder in second grade. Dude, I forget about it. Right. Yep, yeah. exactly. so, Actually, no. I think it... Yeah, maybe second grade. But I guess I don't really like it. Like, I think there's an easier, simpler way to do it in kindergarten or in a, just kind of basic. Like, yeah, and start them start younger and start them yeah. kind of See, more... See, I don't think it's... Uh, go ahead. More broad, I guess I would say. Oh, go ahead. I don't know it. if it's necessarily the the amount that is taught or when it's taught or or the the fervor with which it's taught. I think I don't know if it's taught well or really taught correctly and, and people don't know how to connect... Yeah, you're music right. itself in, a way. in the same way that well. art isn't taught well. I mean, well, most one, art isn't taught well. The one thing that is never taught, or in my experience, is never taught in school music is the creation process. Exactly. That's so you know you, you're you're taught, and that's it, to me that seems different than like just about every other subject. Like you know, in in English, you're taught to read, but you're also taught to you know create a story right, yeah. and things like that. In music, they it's all just like regurgitation, and right? Like exactly. recitals and shit like that. Exactly, and that's 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 the biggest problem when it comes to to art in general. Whenever True. they try to teach music or art, they don't really foster the create the the creative process itself, and they don't teach it in a way that we were talking about exactly. Like you, you, 
you said, okay, I have paint and you know kind of what you have at least a palette to use, but you also aren't necessarily representing any of those colors with things, right? Um, but as far as music, like you I mean, wouldn't know where to start. Point, you were saying. In my education, yes, but no. No, I, I know, yeah. I know. That's what I meant so, before. Like as far as when it first started. This but is an music, interesting. Yeah. It's an interesting point because I've really been trying to learn what's called perfect pitch. Uh, perfect pitch is the idea that you can pretty much recall any specific note at any time. Mm -hmm. The most advanced form of this is like waking up in the morning, be able to sing a specific note, like A or whatever. That was not an A. <laughs> of course, it wasn't. <laughs> and I don't have perfect pitch, but I tried to do it for a little while. A. But Close. Well, listeners, please tweet us and tell us. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, but the point is that I can pitch shift. More that. importantly than that, and teaching kids in that is what's really more important, and people forget this is called relative pitch. Relative pitch is the relationship between the notes. Right. Uh, think about like like playing a specific chord and hearing a chord and being like, okay, that's this note, this note, and this note, and they all relate to each other, so it creates this kind of chord. Um, that is really interesting, and that's something that's subjective, or not subjective, but more subconscious when we think about it in terms of colors. Like, how do we think about the relationship between blue and purple, or or red and orange? That's actually more the relationship between you know an A and a B or a G and an A or right. whatever. So I think that is kind of something that we can't really, we don't teach at all. Yeah. No. And that is something no. that kind of intuitive when it comes to everything else. But a music we don't, wheel instead we of just, a color wheel. Yeah, yeah. We just forget that spectrum of it. Hmm. I don't know. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, you're right. That's what I mean. It's not, I don't think it's taught well. I don't think music is taught well in schools at all. Um, it, it could be, and we could learn a lot from it, obviously, but. Which is odd because it's like one of the few subjects, especially in like grade school that has a specific dedicated class. Right. Like and it's something that everybody can connect to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everybody, everybody in the world listens to music, loves music and, and arguably can create music. You know what I mean? But nobody, everybody's always intimidated to try or just to go yeah. for it. But it's because they're like, that, I don't know what yeah. it is. I don't know what this means. I don't know how to, even myself, like it's hard. Like, we put musicians on a big pedestal. Um, and what's interesting is singers too. I uh, I used to take vocal classes and do a couple of the vocal lessons. And I found out, and I really thought this, uh, that there were more tone deaf people. Mm -hmm. So tone deaf means like you can't really just follow a pitch. You can't keep a tune. You can't hold a tune. Um, we I had a vocal class in college. I took one of these classes just because I thought it'd be an easy A. Uh, it was like the easiest intro vocal class. Mm -hmm. And there was a bunch of kids who just obviously wanted an easy A too. So they came there completely tone deaf. There was a couple, or at least they thought so. And it turned out that there was a couple kids there who thought they were tone deaf that by the end of the class, they were actually decent. And so I really have this theory that there actually is maybe 1% of the population who's tone deaf, but like 30% of the people think they're tone deaf. Yeah. I, so I, I think, I think that it goes back to your intimidation factor, but I think that we just have all this kind of untapped musical potential totally. in us. And it really bugs me that I feel like it's just dormant in pretty much half the population because of our lack of fostering in the educational system, I think. I, I, yes, but I think it's a skill like anything else that can be developed. So True. I mean, it, yeah, it, it can be nurtured. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it's it's like saying that there's a lack of uh, beer making appreciation. You know, it's <laughs> it's just you know a random thing that there people is. can do that you know anyone can put enough time into to really develop. I think the tone the term term tone deaf just kind of gives it that connotation where it's like either yeah. there or it's not right. rather than it's an acquired taste or an acquired skill cool um <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I could jump on that i'm not gonna it's cool it's fair go for it no. <laughs> oh, i guess that's basically it's only only because it's not because i think that music is more universal than yeah other music things. and art and kind of the creative thing like the, the creative processes um yeah Sure, could I, I think it comes back to the hobby thing that you were like the different, you know, the, the equating art to a hobby element of it, which isn't unfair. But I would say 
more people connect to music than they do beer. You know what I mean? Well, I was uh, I was actually just listening today to a Freakonomics episode about oh. uh, basically the the ten thousand hours thing. Um, right? Yeah, so exactly. The, uh, the the one specifically had the story of a woman that uh, always wanted to be a singer, and she started recording herself singing, and she realized that she was absolutely god awful. Mm-hmm. So she just put in the hours, and you know, eventually at some point, she like hit this wall where she could actually start singing. Totally. And so I. Yep. I, I tend to think that it is just one of this many, many skills that you could develop, but you could also spend that time developing a a skill for color correction yeah. and become, you know, a, a film person or, you know, you can. 100%. Sort of, so, I, yeah, uh, I totally agree with you. I, actually, this brings me back to kind of the point I wanted to make. Which is that, that, what I thought the point you were making, too. But, cool. Is that. I try and say as few words. As well. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good. I just wanted to clarify. Yeah. Uh, should. I guess it, should music education is music education at the expense of other education. Meaning, mm. we only have a certain amount of money just put into our schools. Yeah. Should we be? I mean, and this is what's happening is that they're cutting music and hopefully putting it into math and science, which is what they think is going to give us more GDP. What's going to give us more money? This what's is more of an education. More yeah. This is more, is more of an education. It's episode, an education but... question, but I guess it relates to music in that should we be cutting musicals? programs because it's not really leading to specific jobs and economic benefits. No. Yeah, you yeah, you really? the art the draw hater is not going to agree. Wow. Okay. Um, I thought maybe I got to get Sean Fon. No, I mean, I, I when we get into education, we have to do a whole show about that, but I yeah, have huge problems with the entire idea of funding of education. The the idea that we don't have a federal equal playing field for education is absolutely ridiculous to me. The idea that education is funded by your your property tax dollars is ludicrous. I mean, it should be something that is, you know, if we want to create a, a fair playing mm. field for people, we have to, you know, do it just like we do everything else and put everything in a pool and divvy it up, you know, on yeah. a per student basis. Like this idea that poor communities have shitty schools and rich communities have really nice schools is just fucking atrocious. I grew up in a rich neighborhood. Wow. I wasn't rich, but like I had access to a, a fairly decent school. And, you know, if I didn't happen to have my mother marry my stepfather who happened to live in a re- reasonable zip code, you know, things could have turned out much different. And that's, that's asinine in this country. I a hundred percent agree. I think that's yeah, I can't even say anything more than that. I think it's just genius what you just said. Uh, I, I'm, I'm surprised I haven't quite got on board with that more and just kind of saying throw out the fucking system with that. I agree. Um, and what's, what's so weird to me is that we knew all about this because when I grew up in kind of the city and the suburbs and there was a lot of kids who would kind of have that fake address or have mm. you know their, their aunt's address just so they could go to this yep. one school in the suburbs. And yeah, that's fucking crazy. That's bullshit. Why? Are we, yeah. Why are we having? And it seems very anti-progressive. It's regressive because mm-hmm. it's causing the same poor communities to get poorest education. Which... It's incestuous. It, it just it it keeps all of the money with the money people and it keeps the poor communities poor. It's, yeah. it's part of that. What I was talking about earlier, I mean, I know this is supposed to be a music episode, but the <laughs> the idea that the uh, the conspiracy is the idea of race when the real divide is economic. Right. But then there's, yeah, we could get into a whole other racial real, real estate issues and, you know. Right, but I, yeah. I think that's all contrived just to distract us from the, the you know, 1% of the 1%. 
Yeah, well, I'm with you there too. I'm until, not. Like, <laughs> I don't think it's no, I don't think it's all. I don't think it's all. No, no, I don't think it's all distraction. But I do understand what you're saying in that. No, it's that. perpetuated for yeah, that yeah. reason. No, it's, that. Sure. it's not a myth. It's not a fallacy. It's, there's a, it's, I mean, there's yeah. there's a reason who started the drug war. I mean, exactly. It, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, I you're right. We should get back to. Are you guys all on board that the CIA started crack? Is this is this like started crack or is, uh, introduced crack into the ghettos? Is this no. a common? Okay, this is still conspiracy. Yeah, I this guess. Is one okay. of I'm not. I, I'm okay. I'm unwilling to believe that. Okay. Um, so just, said, just on the surface, are we saving this? Was this a tease for another? Oh no, I'm sorry. I've just been on the conspiracy. No, he's been on the so, conspiracy. Yeah. I love it, man. That's good. We'll have sure. to do more. I'm down. Okay. Go ahead. So music. What um, What do you want? What do you want to know music wise? That's okay. kind of music related though. Compton and crack and the whole. <laughs> can you? Well, it is, I can know, make it work. A, well, I guess my next question it's was similar. Whitney Houston one. Yeah. I guess it, it's like, why do we divide ourselves kind of by those tastes in music? And then, like, you know, we're in high school. Why do we sit at the table mm. that, like, you know, the metalheads sit to? Why do we have? Well, you know, we don't. No, it's the other well, way around. The jam band kids we, are all. We find out. people who like the same music we do. Okay, and you think and that, and that them. it does occur in that age range of sixteen yeah, to nineteen. It's that, it's that direction of it. That's it's when not the like, flags go up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. That's a flag scroll. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, it's not like it's not like a bunch of people, you know, hanging out together <laughs> for for no reason. All of a sudden, started liking the same band. It's more likely that. Yeah, I feel like no, I, okay. music really started to become um, uh, defining around like junior highish, and I think right. that's when like your friends kind of you know uh in grade school your friend is just the the boy that lives closest to you like but you know in, in once yeah. you start branching out then there's people that mm -hmm. you know yeah you start to gravitate towards yeah and then you kind of you influence one another and so the, yeah. you know and some and it's not like you know you're always going to like the same the same bands but band shirts are like you know why they become sort of a a flag or a right band. exactly like if, if if we've got two friends who grew up together listening to one song and then a new kid in town comes in and mm -hmm. he you know, and he, he has likes the same Pink Floyd shirt on or whatever. Right, exactly. Yeah. Then then they'll gravitate toward each other in that sense, but it's just like-minded individuals. Okay, uh, I'm just going to throw this one there because you're reminding me of something. So, Sean O'Brien, mm -hmm. is there a specific friend of yours that turned you on to one band or artist where you're like, holy shit, I can't believe I've never heard this guy before. I need to have him in my life. Um, or her, whatever. So, the artist. yes and no. I, I've pretty much heard of most music in general. You know, like, in it just have a general understanding of music across the board of all spectrums um so but there have been people who have kind of helped me into getting into those the, like put it into context so like radiohead's a good way to a good example so right? your friend told you about radiohead and you i obviously knew about radiohead you know beforehand i i just didn't know how to get into them but someone you trusted right and my best friend basically just just we, we were driving to alaska and he, and he just he's like well fuck it let's just listen to the bends right now and he and he put it on and 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 for the most part i tend to educate myself on whatever it is really intensely so i'll go into this is shocking to me <laughs> <laughs> you do research what right exactly so it's like so i you know and that tent that's as far as whether i like something or get into it usually has more to do with just me you know studying it and really understanding it and, and getting into the heart of it so it's rare that somebody has just turned me on to something flat out um my however another friend of mine uh my friend dave is, is a huge music guy as well. And he and I would always bond about bond over music. Um, and he's another one who, you know, it, it didn't obviously didn't get me into the Rolling Stones, but, uh, but allowed me to start recognizing the kind of arc of the Rolling Stones and each album specifically and the history of the Rolling Stones and all that stuff. Um, 
my I forget who got me into jazz. I think I I think I ended up just figuring it out myself. I tried for so fucking long to really get into jazz. Um I don't think there was anyone who took me through it. I don't think at least. I like that jazz is an acquired taste, I think. Um Yeah, it can be. For certain people, I guess. And for, for sure. me, the acquired taste for me was country music. Uh, growing up in the city, oh, that's I, cool. I, 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 we never listened to country. I listened to rap and hip hop mm-hmm. and, and rock and you know all that stuff, but not country. But recently, I did get into country. I grew up with the country. Yeah, I, I think for most people, maybe it's the other way. I guess I don't know. What but, kind of country? Uh, I like the stripped down Bakersfield sound. Sure. So. Um, that mean? So <laughs> Bakersfield is obviously is Bakersfield, California. Okay. Um, a lot of the country artists from Nashville moved out to to Bakersfield to get away from that really produced sound. The big, When was this? I'm going to guess 60s, yeah. 70s, oh, okay. something mm-hmm. like that. I'm say, familiar with like 80s. Early country. 70s. So we're talking maybe Buck Owens, Merle Haggard, mm. uh, those kind of guys. Didn't he just die? Yeah, Merle Haggard just died actually. Yeah, apropos. Um, so anyways, I like that stripped down sound. I really love Buck Owens. In fact, I think Buck Owens is maybe one of the best voices in the history of the world. People don't realize this. Um, but that's just me. Um, I, and I like that. I don't like the overproduced country music. I like Willie Nelson. I like Johnny Cash. I like that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know. I think that's kind of something I've recently have forced myself to get into, like that acquired taste, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And once you do, you start appreciating little things about it, you know, the inflections and the voice. and the. Does that know. help you get into the modern country? No, unfortunately. See, it's funny. Well, maybe like, fortunately. I, I, well, no, no. It's unfortunate. I mean, I, I think... Country has become pop. Well, yes and no. There, there's a, a lot of the, the... The blending between country and pop is... that, or The, the line between some... Con- a lot yeah, of country yeah. and a lot of pop is, is non-existent. Is, exactly. Yeah, yeah. This is pop country. Um, and same thing with like pop, you know, pop rock and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Um, it's a lot of times whenever I'm trying to get into anything, it, it like putting anything that from from music or poetry or books or fucking what engineering putting anything or history obviously is just putting it into a historical context has always helped me and so to understand like where that piece of music is coming from and what came before it and what came before that and what came before that gives me the sort of narrative through line for me to get into whatever it is you know what i mean have you ever read the 33 and a third books do you know what i'm talking about it sounds familiar. Okay, so there's these Naked little... Gun? <laughs> yeah, right, that's the first thing you <laughs> So these little books called like 33 and a third, and they're little books about just albums, and they have kind of the history of the album, the influences of the oh, band. Cool. No. They're little like... Pan- they're almost like pamphlet style. Oh, that's neat. But they're really cool. And uh, when I was in college, every hipster had them for like, you know, OK Computer, for instance, sure. or whatever, or like Ziggy Stardust, some like, that's big right, albums. No. I feel like you would love that. So if you check that out... Probably, but, yeah. And they're really good, by the way, so I definitely will... Pimp them. Thirty-three and a third is a reference to the, the the size of the record. Yeah. Yep. I never made that reference to uh, or that uh, to Naked Gun. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's a weird correlation. <laughs> yeah, huh. I don't really either. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. know I like actually any... that Naked Gun. You know, completely off the topic. Is but. that Three, the only one without OJ? Yes. Uh, yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I was going with this. I guess. Um, I, I was really getting to the fact and kind of going on piggybacking what you were saying about a, a friend. Mm you know, pushing you into a certain path, I guess, about mm-hmm. music. Uh, Sean Fall, any uh, uh, friends of yours kind of turned you on to a specific... Oh, course? yeah, definitely. I mean, most of the music I am aware of is because of friends, like other than Weird Al and Country, which is what my parents listen to. Um, <laughs> I, I, like, I wouldn't be aware of... I never looked for music, so I wouldn't be aware of anything if it wasn't for roommates and people that were... Uh, Did you listen to the radio growing up? Um, I listen to mainly talk radio. 
Um, so that's, you know, where the whole what age is when you listen to this talk radio? <laughs> He's uh, a four year old listening right, to talk radio. Real, yeah, probably around like nine, ten. You were listening to talk radio when you were nine and ten? Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. He's I, that kid with the briefcase and the cappuccino who walks into that's school. That's really, yeah. yeah. I, that's I, really interesting. I used to have, um, a little like, uh, signed picture from one of the, the radio stars because I was like their youngest caller or something. That's when I was, who was your guy or who were your guys? I oh, guess. I had a, a lot. I guess the first one I was introduced to, like, the first one I remember was this guy called Murphy in the morning. Um, he was a, um, one, like, one of the original shock jocks. Like, his po- billboards always had him, like, in a street jacket and okay. whatnot. He kind of looked like Dennis Miller with like that, uh, you know, crazy uh, hair, the mullet. Yeah. Sure. yeah the, the, um, but I mean, I, I don't think that was anything out, uh, out of the ordinary by today's standards. I think he was, you know, it was just a morning show that was talking about mm-hmm. daily events and news and things it's like that. It's based out of Chicago. This guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was all, would local. he play any music in between? Um, you know, musical, uh, stings and once in a while they'd take like a little, you know, break and play a couple of songs. But I think that was more about bathroom breaks than it was about, uh, anything else mm-hmm. um and then there was uh, uh chicago had a lot of good talk radio we had um uh a, we even had fm stations that were devoted to you know like um uh was it the the talk that rocks or whatever that uh you know they were trying to be like more edgy talk and stuff and then um yeah i don't know that was just something that uh, that's so was there a music culture in chicago Oh yeah, um, I'm just not part of. Like all of my friends <laughs> are very musically inclined. Uh-huh. Yeah, for some sure. reason, I just never got drawn to it. Like ev- almost every single one of my friends was in a band or was part okay. of that. Hmm. Um, so you know, there's a lot of music that I was exposed. What to. What famous bands came out of Chicago? Well, there's all the, to me. It's all the blues, all the Chicago blues. Yeah, uh, gr- uh, the, the 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 ground smash, smashing pumpkins. Um, They're out of Chicago. Yeah, oh, I don't know. That's um, cool. Uh, there's there's a quite a number. I I'm sure all of my friends are yelling at me right now because I'm. It's fine. No, no, it's fine. It's just, it, and I guess that probably doesn't necessarily lend to anything. I, I, it's just very interesting. I don't know if I've ever met anybody who's who was into to talk radio at such a young age. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, hence the forecast studios. Oh, hey, but, man, um, I love it. It. Uh, I guess like uh, the the one thing that really jumps out to me that was sort of a. Um, I guess a a specific introduction by a friend was when I went to visit one of my friends who was in at school in Iowa, and uh, that was my first introduction. Was it Dar Williams? Uh, <laughs> I'm no, just kidding around. That's no, like... <laughs> no, I, uh, it, it has nothing to do with it other than you know uh, just visiting a college or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah I um, uh, It was uh, Mike Patton, so specifically at the time it was uh, uh, Faith No More. But um, oh, okay, sure. I uh, it, um, it kind of evolved from there, so that's uh, right on. Um, yeah, I mean, and then like, un- that's kind of, I got into the idea of the, the chili peppers and, you know, kind of spanning out mm-hmm. from there and then got away from that when I realized the fight between the bands and the whole nother sub <laughs> thing. How about uh, Rancid? Uh, Rancid, not really, okay. couldn't name a song. I mean, uh, Ruby Soho, not a clue. Um, okay. What was it? Uh, I guess Soundgarden, Pool. Uh, we talked about uh, Primus. Um, Primus is like one of you, those. You probably like Rancid, dude. It's like right in that realm. That's yeah, why I probably mine. <laughs> uh, well, Primus specifically is right on that line between story, song, and novelty. Yeah, yeah. no, no, for sure. Rancid's in there. Is that what we're talking uh, about? Yes and no. Rancid's okay. more punk. Okay. Yeah. See, that's what I. I, I never really liked the punk. Um, for some when I, Ooh, I have a good one for you. Yeah. Frank Zappa. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Uh, oh, he, yeah. He knows he, who he is, but he hasn't really heard any yeah, songs. Yeah, I, really? I couldn't name a song. No. Ah, oh, fuck. I've I had, right a, now. I, I've I had a couple of friends that tell me that I was supposed to. 
I can think of. Oh, uh, you like Zappa. <laughs> that's yeah. what I've heard. I yeah. feel like that's up your alley. Yeah, yeah. you might. Yeah. You might. I know it is true though, Sean. You do strike me as like an eighties guy for some reason. Like an eighties rock guy. For some reason, I think I don't know what maybe that's where your head is going right now. For uh, sure. Is Zappa eighties rock? I no, he's like seventies. Okay. But But he tells a story, he's kinda weird, he's kinky, he's kooky. Ironically though, never did any drugs. They must have changed the flight path, the uh, airplane. Airplane, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hold for sound, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continue. What do you got? Uh, I was actually going to list some of the Chicago bands just because I wanted to look oh, up sure. some of the Chicago bands. Chicago. <laughs> Is Chicago yeah. actually from Chicago? Yeah. They, they yeah. better fucking. They, yeah, they, they started as CTA and then they got oh, sued. Transit then, Authority, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, we have all the Chicago blues. Obviously, we have Muddy yeah. Waters, and we have the you know mm-hmm. Junior Wells and Buddy Guy, Howlin' Wolf, Willie Dixon, but you know Bo Diddley, Elmore James, <laughs> Cheap Trick. But there's also I uh, meant like, like the when he was growing up. Like yeah, kind of no, stuff. I mean the rock stuff is actually what he said, kind of the Smashing Pumpkins. There's Urge Overkill. I don't mm. know if you know them. I've heard of Veruca Salt. Maybe yeah, you know Veruca Salt. Really? <laughs> yeah. Salt, Chicago. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Disturbed. Some death metal Disturbing. stuff. Death metal was rough. Do you? Do you? How do you guys feel about death metal? Uh, it depends. Sometimes Does not I, count as death metal. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's. Then I like. I don't that. know if it's death metal. Maybe that's more. But they're definitely metal. Hardcore. It's definitely a uh, a specific thing for a specific time. Yeah, Slipknot's not bad. I I like the idea of multiple drummers. I'm with you there, man. And I also like the idea of large bands. So I like things mm-hmm. with like brass. I like like strings. I really like me a good fiddle. How about the Dave um, Matthews band? No. <laughs> yeah. They've got no, stories. I, They've yeah. got big bands. They've got what? What's your turn off to Dave Matthews? No, no. I did get into them for a little while. but Everybody um, did. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> um, I did too, man. I think I still could could easily uh, rock out. It's I could. I, I, on a, a couple songs I could too. Yeah. It's okay. It, the it's, Central Park concert is probably the one thing. Now, just I'll just listen to that. That'd be a fun thing to do. But, I'd rather listen to uh, Simon and Garfunkel in Central Park. Sure, <laughs> you sound so hipster right now. I agree with you. That I was mean, actually my next question. Actually, Hello Darkness. I mean, that's one song that's one they played songs, from yeah. that concert. I win. That's not the only one you know. <laughs> What's that? That's not the only Simon and Garfunkel song you know. It's called um, Sound of Silence. No way. Oh really? Yeah. 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 It is, isn't it? What movie is it from, Sean? Yeah, that I can do. That's uh, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the other one, The Graduate. Nice. Plastics. All of them were from. Well done. That, that whole, that whole, that whole, uh, you know. Is that whole soundtrack Simon and Garfunkel? Yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty much. It, yeah. Mrs. Robinson was uh, was originally called, Joey? Robinson? Robert. Mrs. Roosevelt. Mrs. Roosevelt. Mrs. Roosevelt. Yeah. Ooh. How yeah. hot was that Eleanor was Roosevelt? About, <laughs> yeah, our, our what, first lesbian president. What a cougar. No. <laughs> yeah, that was the original. That was the original song itself. But then they they obviously changed it to Mr. Robinson for the movie. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, um, just going to Scarborough Fair real quick. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> no big deal. Uh, well, I guess Not the, here in America. So my hipster question, <laughs> um, I guess, is uh, I don't even know how to say this. I, do you think? Do you like hipsters? Do you think that there is a hipster style of music? I mean, the whole idea of liking something before it's big. Do you, do you guys yeah. have any kind of? feelings on that that's always i mean that's always been the way for like i feel like that was a punk thing i feel like that was um okay yeah it, punk had a punk had a, a different agenda than hipster though well no i feel like there's a a specific type of people that just want something that seems personal so like you i think it's again going back to that idea of the touring band 
the, the idea of, you know, a band that doesn't necessarily get radio play, but is known in a, a certain area in a community. Mm-hmm. And I think people Local. like that. Yeah. Maybe it's just because I grew up with so many so many friends that were in bands, but that just kind of seemed the to be the thing. Like if there was, you know, some sort of connection, you've seen them at multiple shows and then, you know, they're like, once they get big, then there's that kind of shunning process or that, you know, I knew them. When, yeah. Well, yeah, it's, I guess it's almost like investing in a stock. It's kind of like sure, uh, interesting <laughs> it, it, in your head. It, too. It's it, yeah, it's like a weird sort of um, uh, I guess cultural cachet or something that is traded between these groups of music people. For sure, and, well, we, and we sometimes we wear it on our chests. We wear I, it on our bands. Literally. exactly. Yeah, I almost wore a Nirvana shirt here. Actually, come to think of it, <laughs> I'm wearing um, an ACDC you shirt are. right hmm. now. The um, I, all of my shirts are black. <laughs> I wonder. It works. He's reflecting the Jay-Z and the Metallica Black album. <laughs> and Spinal Taps. Yeah. None that's, more Black. That's guy. more my... <laughs> I forgot that, yeah. Um, the tap. I mean, to put on my philosopher hat for a second, you have to define hipster first for me to know what it is I feel about them. Well, I guess, okay. I, I think I was more alluding to what Sean was saying about liking something before it's popular. Um, I'll give you an example of what uh, kind of interesting because they're not really known as hipsters. Led Zeppelin. Uh, when I was younger, I was the first kid in my class, was like 10, to listen to Led Zeppelin. And I was like, oh my God, listen to this band. No one's ever listened to this. Everyone's listening to Blink-182 and Backstreet Boys. <laughs> right. So I'm listening to Led God Zeppelin on my, on my disc band, you know, on my mm. Walkman or whatever. I wrote so many parodies to, to Blink-182 songs, by the way. Hmm. I wrote, I wrote, I had literally like a whole stack of parodies, man. Some other band, like, I know the name, but I can't name a song. All the small what's, things. Yeah, all the small things. What's, what's my, my, what's my age again? again? Oh, that one. Um, what's the other fucking really uh, classic one? Uh, There's another one I know too. I forget. All the small things. Uh, was, oh wait, what, um, ding, 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 j- um, uh, someone's song, something song. Isn't it like yeah. Jeremy's song or some shit? Like I want to say Jeremy's song, but I know it's, it's, it's not Jeremy. Jeremy's song. Jeremy? It's just, no, I know. It's, that's Pearl Jam. I know no, Pearl Jam. They would never say that. It is. It does start with a J, though. You're right. I don't remember. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, the point is that, so I was into Led Zeppelin, and no one else was. Then all of a sudden, it wasn't even like that many people, but I turned like 16 or 15, and like four kids in my class, four guys in one little crew, started liking Led Zeppelin. I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't like them anymore. And I didn't listen to Led Zeppelin for like three years <laughs> until I got to college where I was by myself. So you just are a hipster. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a <laughs> contrarian <laughs> douchebag hipster. So I guess I, I guess I was wondering, am I just, do, uh, that's a natural thing for me. I didn't like, oh, I'm trying to be a hipster. I'm trying to do this. I was just naturally. Uh, you have a beard. Yeah. Yeah. Your hair is kind of long. You're wearing an AD, ACDC shirt. I got the glasses. What, what are we what are we talking about for shoes wise? What's going on with your with your feet right now? Oh no, I really didn't want to talk about that because I'm sandals, currently wearing man. socks and sandals. You're yeah. a fucking hipster, dude. I, I, <laughs> are you really? Hang it's on. a podcast, guys. Come on, don't judge me. <laughs> I'm not judging you, but you I, brought up hipster. I, I, I really only judge talk. sandals, and I judge socks and sandals even harsher. I don't judge. I, you I should judge. judge. Period, I just didn't man. think this would be a topic of of conversation today. I judge so. everyone sorry, man. Always. You brought up hipsters. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there you go. There's your answer. Yep. Uh, um, but to answer your actual question, I no man. Hipsters are fine. I don't. I don't <laughs> problem with hipsters at all. Well, you like me. Exactly. See. The thing is, I think hipsters don't even want to say they're hipsters, so it's tough to identify them. Yeah, um, I just don't like to say. It's it's hard to say. Yeah, you're right. Like I don't. I I think many hipsters may reject the lumping them into the other hipsters. Perhaps I'm not really sure. I, I don't know. I, I I think there's an element of the the culture itself. Like if you just kind of fucking walk up and down, you know, Vermont Ave and Los Feliz, you, you get a sense of what a hipster is, right? For sure. You, you know. Um, so it's usually like a throwback. It's like a it it's you know, 
a modern steampunk, I guess, yeah. in a weird way. <laughs> um, sure. I, I don't know. It's cute. It's kind of fun. It's charming. I, I'm, I'm cool with hipsters. I like hipsters. Yeah. I mean, it's just that, that sort of weird thing of like, I'm going to be, um, be my own person by dressing like everyone else. And that's just kind of like a common theme through history, though. I mean, you know, you look at the like the hippies. They were all trying to do mm-hmm. their own thing, but then you can really right, kind of like-minded. lump them into one sure. sort of homogenous thing. Yeah. Um, you know, with every genre, you know, you look at disco people, like they all thought they were being, you know, innovative and whatnot, but they're a homogenous thing. What is like, Yeah, that's what's tough though too is I actually don't know what hipster music would be though. That's what's tough. I don't about think it. there is a specific. Yeah, that's yeah, the no, thing. it's just es- uh, esoteric, lesser known. Uh, I think it's just whatever the fringe of anything is. So oh, just yeah, not I guess that's mainstream. Fair. I think that's also totally influence fair. plays a big deal in the hipster community. Meaning, if even like History. even if even if the Velvet mm-hmm. Underground never made a buck, they influenced so many different people. So now we're gonna love the Velvet Underground. You know what I mean? Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, uh, like so the, the uh, so it goes back to what Sean was points. saying too. Yeah, the uh, the um, the unsung heroes. The original, the original unsung yeah. heroes, yeah. yeah. So like, hence why the you know a typewriter, they'll type on a typewriter yeah. rather than a computer. Mm-hmm. The unsung heroes. Okay. Cool. Okay. So th- this kind of brings me up to another point that was talked about in another podcast and usually brought up. But uh, um, so I guess what happens if uh, a band today samples uh, another band from maybe let's say the seventies or something like that, and then a child grows up and listens to this song and then thinks that that sampled part is actually written by the new artist mm-hmm. and not the original artist. Do you see a problem with no. that so, at well, all? Go ahead. No, well, I want to hear what you think. Um, I want to go back to, uh, let me take that specific point back to hip-hop real quick, um, and education for that matter. Um, in, the, in the late 70s, um, mid-80s, they started to take instruments and music education out of the inner city schools. Um, and literally there weren't, necessarily speaking too many instruments for for inner city kids to get their hands on right predominantly black of course sure um hence why they and so what what ended up becoming hip-hop really was them sampling you know you'd hold in, in new york they would hold um parties essentially like street parties and you'd take the records that their old parents records and you just play those and you'd mix those between house. kind of scratch how not necessarily house but it was like oh, i of, thought that's where the term came yeah, from. house where, parties yeah house yeah. parties yeah they would all play it at the house parties yeah. at play, a house yeah. party yes but it was but it was really more out street parties though there was oh, block okay. there were block parties is what they really were it was okay. a block yeah, yeah. party um and and djs would which is a weird urban phenomenon yeah like, exactly I've that's never, that's where it all yeah. came from that's where that's where hip hop that's where hip hop was birthed out of was the fact that they were using music as their new instrument and the turntable itself became the instrument right. and you would sample it and you would use those mixes and the best people could mm-hmm. you know take this most obscure that's why jay z jay z at his core or not jay yeah i'm sorry um dre yeah, Jesus Christ, Dre. Um, Jay's fine too, though. But Dre was Dre's a fucking nerd, man. Dre's yeah. literally just a music nerd who knows all songs, across, yeah. anything you can imagine, right? As far as as far as I his specific, with, yeah. Oh, go ahead, go on, go for it. No, I mean he doesn't write his own lyrics. That's the only thing. But the lyrics have nothing to do with it. That's what I'm saying. He's an arranger. He's a okay, musician. Fair enough. I, no, he's a music right. nerd. I, I mean, look, Cube is a nerd too, but he's just a poet nerd. <laughs> I'm not dissing Dre. I'm just saying a lot of people don't realize that he doesn't write all his raps. That's all. Go ahead. No, no, for sure. I, that's fine. I understand. Um, he's a producer. That's cool. But as far as musically, I don't think I think I don't think anybody at the time could hold a candle to him. No, I think you're right. And his taste happened to be great, which he liked. Yeah, you that's know, the other key liked, of it too. Like a great period of like seventies funk and soul. Talk about hipsters, right? 
which happens to be perfect for these awesome rhythms to to rap over. Right. So as far as so so as far as like a sample itself, right, which is taking the small chunk of music from a different song and and using that essentially as your own. Um, I mean, look, I'm a I'm a modernist at heart, man. So you got James Joyce, T. S. Eliot, Virginia Woolf. That's what they did. They'd take a they'd take little sections of antiquity and mash them up into this new thing in order to create a create art out of it. So I, if anything, it's my favorite type of art. Um, you could argue that George Lucas and Tarantino do the same thing. No, you don't no. think so? It, it's there's a yes and no. You could obviously argue that, but as far as my connection to it is slightly different. Um, but I don't feel like going into that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because that's a movie episode. It's but it's fine. I mean, it's it's not, yes, you're right. You're right in the end. Um, you definitely could argue that for uh, sure. Yeah, I guess it wasn't that personally obvious. speaking, I don't connect I don't connect to it as well in the same respect. And that might that might be more my connection to movies where I'm, you know, it, it's it's it, <laughs> it takes a lot more it takes a lot more work for me to connect to poetry and 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 music and I engage with it on on a very different level where with movies it's fucking so and it, it literally movies seep in my blood it's almost impossible for me to like separate so, myself from it so okay, it's hard I know you don't to, really don't want to delve into this but for, no, we can, can I, I ask, let, okay so yeah. for instance let's say you watch a Tarantino movie and sure. you hear uh, Ennio Morricone's amazing soundtrack right you hear from Kill Bill you hear the actual soundtrack from uh, for a few dollars more, right? You know, it's great spaghetti western. You know, Sergio Leone, and then that's and that kid grows up and thinks, oh my god, Tarantino has an amazing composer. He's a genius, and and whatever whoever made this, but they never going to know Ennio Morricone did that. To me, that's, that's that bothers me. But that's lot. the kid's problem. It has nothing to do with Tarantino. Yeah, to no, me, I guess you're right, but I just I see it. I see a problem there somehow. I don't know how it gets to fix it and who to put the blame on, but I, the kid. Well, this this well, whole I mean, thing is a, make, it's about it's an homage. I mean, he's. It's about the copyright and patent system and copyright is, is ridiculous. And I don't want to get off on my Disney rant again, but to me, um, first off, we need to shorten copyright, um, uh, uh, time spans. But once, if we do that, then all it is, is a big bibliography. So as long as those artists are credited yeah. in that song, I am all about it. Um, there's no liner notes for movies really. But they're in there, I mean, that's kind of the thing with like the, the old, uh, the wrecking crew. So like, you know, all of these guys that worked on all of these albums right. that yeah. are never actually credited exactly. anywhere. Um, I, you know, it's, it's, I think that's, you know, especially in today's system. You're a bit of a that, hipster too, apparently. Um, <laughs> I saw the documentary. Heroes. I'm kidding around. Um, <laughs> just making a joke, man. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> he actually kind of is. Yeah. Yeah. In some ways. What? He is what? A hipster. I know. Um, we all are. I'm a hermit, so I don't make the count. That, that, <laughs> that, 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 no, that scores a lot of hipster points. That's what I, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, my, my general aversion to pop culture, I think, actually, yeah. I mean, perhaps you aren't. No, you're not a hipster, come to think of it. I, I, I don't know if you have any hipster something. tendencies whatsoever. Yeah, let me um, see. We I'm can not buy you really some mustache sure. wax. Yeah. The beard thing, actually, I to be honest with you, the beard thing, I, I think I'm over that. Um, I think I'm done with before beards were cool. Me too. That's what I'm saying. I actually shaved now. I had a fucking beard for 10 years. And Mine's kind of growing on me a little bit. <laughs> no, go for it, man. That's good. Oh, I hit the wrong button. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, it's I, Exactly. I had a beard for years, and now everybody just has these long, epic beards, and I just can't. It's gross. Oh, I just hate my face, kind of and I hate shaving. So, like... <laughs> yeah, I've, I've only, I've only recently adapted to it. Is Yuri fucking with me? What are you doing? What do you want? Sorry. Um... 
what what's going on? What's happening? I don't know. Do you want to go ahead? Or no, you yeah. were talking about you were talking about I don't know, whatever. Go ahead. Um, Sean was saying something and I cut you off. Yeah, and I apologize. It must not have been that important. Uh, it was though. Wrecking crew, oh, unsung um, heroes, copyright. Oh, yeah, just the idea that you need a bibliography. <laughs> you know, as long as the people are credited in this day and age with uh, the technology that we have, there's no reason that your, you know, your online liner notes or whatever you want to call it can't include, you know, the uh, the records of records, pun intended, of who <laughs> is, uh, you know, part of that song. So if you're going to make a song that includes, you know, 20 samples from all these old songs, as long as you, you know, point the way to those songs, I have no issue with that creation. And what's so funny, too, is like, I think that that arguably is what I love about the, that type of art is finding where those references are from. Totally. You know what I mean? I love that. That's why I love Joyce. That's why I love James Joyce. It's just finding those little hidden fucking references and 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 unearthing as many as possible. So, again, why I love hip hop. Uh, just knowing those little samples and where they're coming from and, and really just digging and being like, God damn it, where the hell is that? And I, I love that shit. Um, I almost, you know, I'm fine with no, being able to figure out the, which again, gets me back on the Hamilton, by the way, Hamilton is a fucking wealth of references. Yeah. Um, um, I think it also gets down to how much you, um, put into the creation though. So, you know, there are some, yeah. some songs that literally just play the music from something else and then yeah. like throw a what and a huh behind it every once in a while. But like, you know, mm -hmm. that was it the, um. Uh, Sting, the Every Breath You Take, uh, who was the the rapper? Puff that, Daddy. Is that Puffy? Uh, Sean yeah. Puffy Combs, another <laughs> Sean. Um, but yeah, I mean, to me, that was a... <laughs> Seems a, like, yes, they were used to... <laughs> a, that was a very lazy effort. And I don't think, like, it, the song, it, they literally played the the song and then just, you know, did some... I, I think if it, if it becomes part of another creation, if it becomes part of something else, I'm totally... <sighs> well, cool it was it. a tribute song, though. And so, like, the lyrics themselves... I mean, in many ways, there's an art to that itself because if you if you have all these layers of you know of it, it depends on the song you know yeah, what i mean yeah. that there, there was a reason why it was just that sample of the police and that's song. true it goes back into the the olden style of like you know they they would have a song writer and then everyone would just like release their version of that song and you know it doesn't really matter sure. like you know what elvis had a version and but you know you're right. I, I would almost go so far as to, to specify the fact that it's that, you know, f form is what follows the function. So it's more so a question of like, um, so if you just, you, you know, you wouldn't use a whole complicated arrangement to sing a sad song. You know what I mean? Typically, you'd, you'd have very simple minor chords just kind of going through so because the the core of it i mean i know we can think of some examples but not really for the most part it's the 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 okay. music of it why do you think that is um i i don't know i don't know i could go into many different reasons but i, I ultimately i don't know man i have an interesting um, theory there maybe. sure go ahead. i was gonna say maybe the, it, the sadness in music is almost like sadness and emotion now it's just a simple sadness it's like some more so like a bass emotion so we're not going to try to go complicated scales and chords here right we're just going to play one big deep dark note yeah or that's something like that. yeah you said it better you said what was in my head i didn't know how to I, i'm thinking it. almost right. like um the beginning of the song Black Sabbath by Black Sabbath, where it's like, bah, bah, please tell bah. me that's on the album Black Sabbath. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that's why I love uh, Bad Company. Bad, bad Company. company bad Company. But oh. I mean, the most classic sad song, you know, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. For sure. Dun, dun, dun. Well, oh, right. the funeral yeah. march. Yeah, yeah, funeral march. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's usually simple like that. So I guess that's my point. It's not a question. So 
a song like that um, had to do more more with what was behind it and yeah. why it was there. Now, that's not to say there aren't examples of songs that are just lazy like that. Um, uh, what's a good um, poor Wyclef? I don't know why I'm calling. I'm putting on putting on blast, but but um, staying alive, right? He had that one one song, Wyclef. Don't you remember? Yeah, he, he had gone to November. No, and I said, he had plenty. His whole oh, album thought, was great. Oh, I, I thought you meant that, he had one hit. No, no, no. I'm saying that the 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 one, the only example I can think of right now, it, or you know, the one example I can think of right now off the top of my head was when Wyclef just used "Staying Alive" across the board for mm-hmm. his whole song. Yeah, um, which I can agree with you. I understand. Although I didn't really mind. It was cool. I <laughs> well, and, and, and like I it's mind. yeah, it's kind of like uh, you know, riding on the sh- shoulders of giants. It just feels like kind of a cheat, like just going back and finding something that already works and attaching your name to it so it's like me re-releasing star wars the sean edition where i just kind of like stick my face in there somewhere i guess but i mean if you're rapping on top of it (laughs) if you're rapping on top of it and you've got you know Right, and I said the, like, sixteen bars of music, you know, of lyrics. To, you know what I mean? God. Yeah, to me, it's kind of like that fair use thing of like, it, depending on how much you change it, and it's a, a sort of a, I know it when I see it sort of thing. Um, okay, well then, how much how much do the lyrics themselves uh, you know, attribute to the song? Um, well, I mean, if we're going to talk about copyright law, especially in music, there's that division between the music and the the lyrics. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the the writer of the lyrics gets one copyright and the writer of the song gets another copyright. So if you're just taking someone else's song and singing over it, then you only should get the copyright, right? Sure. And is, is that how it works, though? I mean, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It is how it I don't know. But I, but I if that's so. what you're saying, then then, then I, I, I guess so, I was I mean, talking more on a moral level. Yeah, but I mean, like, um, who did the "Staying Alive" song? Was that was I think there's only two copyrights. Oh, that is the Bee Gees. So, I mean, basically, what I'm asking is, for all of those uh, White Clef, it it was White Clef that did the. Mm -hmm. Okay, so for all of those White Clef albums that were sold, were the Bee Gees getting a cut of that? Sure. Well, I no, I don't know about a cut of each album that was sold. I I would imagine that there was like a, a a licensing that came. Initially, okay, yeah. So you pay was... for the license of it, and maybe there's a portion of it, but ultimately, I don't know if it's the BG specifically or if it's it's going to the record. Well, that gets that into the whole the corporatocracy yeah, exactly. of the bullshit and whatnot. Yeah, I'm not talking about but, the money behind it, but but is uh, that what it comes down to for you? Is the money? Is I mean, no, okay, okay, so as most things do for me. Okay, yeah. guys, here's the, here's the thing. There, so there's two copyrights. There's one for the lyrics and mm-hmm. one for the actual music. But the music doesn't go to the musicians. It, it goes, goes to, to the as you say, person who holds the production company. Usually, it's Warner Brothers or something. So in that case, if you're using the person's music, that money is never going to go to the songwriter because you're not even using their lyrics. Right, in an ideal world. So it's just going to go to whoever the production company Oh, so whoever, usually the songwriter... owns the master. That's, so the, right. the writer holds on to the lyrics, though? Yes. So, like, they oh. have their own separate licensing. The sync license, they but call the, it. I always thought that like it was the same thing. So like the, the companies own the music and the companies own the lyrics. But you're no. saying that most of the time... the like, Lyrics so, can like, be separate with the songwriter. So it's the guy, I don't know the guy that writes true. the words gets a better deal than the guy that writes the tune. I, the, the production company could buy the lyrics from the person, okay. but usually the songwriter is the person who starts gotcha. with the rights. Right um, I I believe the, the master rights refers to the recording itself. Yeah, that goes with the company usually. Well, I know, but what well, I'm saying and, is that that's not just the music. Well, that's that's I, the recording of it. That's a third. That's all of it. That's yeah. a third one, though. Right. So that's that's using that recording, but then someone else owns you reproducing that song. Right. That's what I'm saying. And someone else owns you reproducing those words. So the, there's three different. Right. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So like, no, if, I'm trying if to you get it straight. Just, my head no, it's fine. But but I also but I think it's still two. The if you re-record the song, that's still part of the sync license. 
that's not part of the master license. The master license, as the far as I understand, license. yes, there's two. There's, so there's the sync license, which has to do with the music itself. The, the, the music lyrics. and the lyrics, whatever the song is itself, is just the song. So if you were to hire a band and and play the exact same song that that already exists, mm -hmm. all you would need to purchase was the, the sync license okay. for that amount of use. Whether you put it in a movie or whether you put it in a fucking album, whatever it is, you're okay. just using the sync license. If you're going to, for spe specifically for a movie, if you're going to use the actual song itself, you mm -hmm. need to get both the sync and the master right. license. Oh, okay. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. But yeah. there's only two. It's just the sync. But the sync the is usually license. with the songwriter, and the master is usually with the production typically, company. Yes. Typically, oh, yes. Typically, yes. Typically, yes. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Usually, whoever sense. paid for the for the recording of it owns the yeah, the recording usually of it itself. Gotcha. So it's not the separation of the words and the music. It's no. The separation of the the written the song idea of the song the versus song. the recorded of the song. Copy that. Exactly. Okay. Understood. Pun intended. Or no pun intended, but yeah. <laughs> um, in so any event, no, I, I don't really, I, I, I don't really have a problem with it. I, you know, it's fine. It, it, anything, anything that uses a particular amount of creativity, I'm cool with it. I, I don't mind if the songs look. If the fucking song's not good, it's not good. If it's good, it's good. If you used a, if you and if you just used the same song and did a cover of it, but it's a good, interesting cover of it, that's fine. What's the difference? I mean, like, well, my music you know, I think there's a huge difference there. Like well, like, okay, so we got Joe Cocker. Joe Cocker just, you know, um, covers a lot, covering uh, everything. Yeah. Well, I know, but I'm just, I'm a particular, a specific example, right? Wow, right? She came uh, in through the bathroom the, um, window. No, no, no. <laughs> you're thinking of uh, the Beatles one. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, a little, little help from my friends. friends. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's a gr that's a great cover of it. Arguably better. Than, than the original song itself, right? No. Mm. It's, not. it's not arguable? Nah. You can't argue that that song is a little bit better. You can argue hipster, anything, I would say, just no. like I can sue you for anything, but that doesn't necessarily... You're arguing <laughs> against the Beatles here, buddy. I guess you're arguing Dang. against Ringo Starr. There's an singing. argument to be made about it. <laughs> that a, that it a, could be better. I don't Joe think Cocker's it is version is better than the original Beatles version. Sure. Uh, Decent. You could make that argument in many different ways. If you didn't watch the Wonder Years, I'm not, I'm not, not making Wonder that argument. Years, I actually don't think that that's argument. true at all. I, no, it's, I don't think it's true. Wait, the Wonder Years is cocker, right? Yeah, yeah that's why it's yeah. popular. Yeah, that's why it's popular. Sure, but but not. Nah, but even still, it's just a, it's just it's a soulful version of it. I mean, anyway, whatever. Right? I actually like Joe Cocker. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. Right, I, exactly. I agree with you. I I'm pretty sure the Beatles version is better than that. But I'm willing to I'm willing to hear the argument. And I'm and I people would make that argument that Joe Cocker's version is better. Not many. Not many, Fine. not many right. musical All critics. The All the hey, we cool with that one? All along the watchtower. Sure, you want to completely switch it up? Yeah. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> My point is just to make an argument Wasn't that there's Hendrix? a cover that's better. Yeah, yeah Hendrix over oh, okay, Bob Dylan. Covers, yeah, okay. there are covers better, and it's interestingly enough, you're right. Dylan will say that Hendrix's cover is precisely better. right. So okay, so so, but is there any? Oh wait, it was Dylan first, then Hendrix. Yeah, and Bob Dylan, then Joe Cocker. No, no, no. So this is a different song altogether. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bob Dylan wrote All Along the Watchtower. Okay. Jimi Hendrix covered it famously in a Wait, much... Yeah, but was there was a more recent version of that then. Oh, yeah. there's a ton of them. Okay. Yeah. There's a ton Dave of Dave Matthews. Dave, yeah, exactly. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Prince even um, did one. Really? Yeah, yeah Prince yeah. did one. Yeah. He used Super to Bowl. cover everything, though. Yeah, yeah he did. Um, in any event, my, my point is, is that is there less creativity put into there? Uh, perhaps, maybe. I mean, but, but if it's... But, what difference does it make? It's a good song. I mean, it's the performance. It's the difference right, between exactly. hitting play and actually being musically talented enough well, to play a song. Well, yeah, but then musically talented to, enough to write the lyrics over a song. Like, if you write a whole fucking rap lyric over mm. a song that existed, mm. how is that any different from from being a, virt a guitar virtuoso who can play the same song that already exists? 
Yeah, no, I mean, I'm... In many ways, it's even more complicated because you're writing the lyrics themselves from nothing. You know what I mean? You have nothing Yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, my guitar teacher used to always say, it's okay to do that as long as you're putting your own spin on it or like putting your own face on it or whatever. So if that guitar player is mixing it up a little bit and changing a few notes here or there and using his own style on it, that's more acceptable. But I see what your point there because yeah. the rapper is creating out of thin air and that's way... It's even more creative and more its own spin on it than even just kind of mixing Arguably, up the music yeah. a little bit. Arguably, I see the point. There. Yeah, um, cool. Thank I don't you. quite agree, but I do see that point. Oh, that, what, that, what do you disagree with? I Weird Al plays everything. Right, exactly. Yeah, I just have a problem. But I wish that more people would go back to the original. I, I don't see that, an answer to it necessarily on how you do it. I guess just citing your sources is better. But no one really reads the liner notes. No one really reads your your. your but see, notes. but why isn't your frustration with that person who's not doing educating the research? Themselves. Yeah, who's not educating themselves behind it? Like it has nothing to do with the artist. Yeah. Because they're just listening. Like, let's say they're just listening to a song on the radio or something like that. How are they going to get the background? Are they? Is it their job? But you are mad about the fact that they don't understand where it's coming from right yeah that's just the um the state of radio today unfortunately where there's no like real djs anymore it's just all that automated bullshit where they just play a song and right. they play a song that's and a they play point. a song when i was uh delivering pizzas as we've talked about before um one of the uh radio stations i did listen to that was non-talk was seven one the drive <laughs> where they used to play um classic rock and they like the especially the nighttime djs they would, you know, do a whole spiel about the songs. They would give you background information and context yeah. about the songs, which actually, you know, made it a lot more impactful. And, you know, especially to someone that was in his 20s or whatever and had never been exposed to that sort of music before. It was, you know, a a, a better um, a, a better way to experience it than just a randomness, you know, popping up as they do today. Like from, uh, especially talking to, uh, to Wheeler's girlfriend, uh, she, apparently she only listens to like 30 seconds max of a song and then, you know, gets that flavor and then goes to the next song. And o- listens only? To about 30 seconds of a song or so. Yeah. No, no, but I mean, all the time. Yeah, like like that's how she listens to music. But apparently. she didn't. She I listened to this episode. Doesn't she also like trailers instead of movies? Like yeah, she, so she's like exactly. short thing. Yeah. Mean, but that's understandable. Is, she, is, is what's what's the what's the disease? You just have like short term memory loss. Yeah, yeah. Just, ADD. <laughs> or, yeah. Well, I used to call it music ADD, and I used to have it. What because people would get pissed at me when I'd be DJing. I'd be listening to thirty seconds and be like, oh, hey, yeah, let's try something else. Man, mm. let's try something else. And they would say I had music ADD. Yeah. So that might depends be on the song. If you know where it's going, yeah, then sure. Some well, songs yeah, get repetitive, and, and you're just like, ah, oh, I got. Yeah, it's yeah. tough. I t- yeah, I'm the same way. It, if if there's not a song that that allow that you know that warrants you listening to the whole songs, thing, bro. I'm with you. I agree, man. <laughs> They're called ballads. The, um, song. Is it really? <laughs> yeah, ballad. Okay, a ballad I, is a song that tells a story. Really, I I always think of ballad as like being a sad, a, soulful. A, yeah, well, like, yeah, a love thing or like. Well, something. originally they kind of were. Most of the ballads were actually the original folk songs that, um, and they were all about like, like your your love killed herself or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and these old folk songs that kind of got passed along, and they became kind of like the original blues songs. Actually, mm-hmm. what's the um the Harry Chapin one about the father? Um, you know, Father and son. Is that what it's called? Yeah. That's Cat Stevens. Oh, yeah. Cat Stevens. That's the other one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that, that. It's not time to make a change. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, oh, go ahead. Sit back and make it easy. <laughs> I'm going to make Sean But I mean, that wouldn't, that's not like a young. traditional <laughs> love song. I wouldn't, I, I didn't think you would classify that as a ballad. Um, but uh, yeah. You well, could. they tell yeah. stories, and the stories are usually 
tragic romantic love songs. Usually, okay. there's just stories about you know losing you know your lover and that kind of thing. Um, I was also going to say that they're often called broadsides. This is kind of a cool mm. little thing. Broadsides are like these single sheets of inexpensive paper, what they would often print a ballad on, and they would call them broadsides. And they would kind of like pass them along to people, and that would be the printed 19th century. Oh songs. yeah, before recorded oh, cool. music sort of yeah. thing. Like yeah, that's how you, yeah. It's actually, there's a whole interesting history there of, of oh, folk music and, and a lot of the folk interesting- music? Folk, folk music? Folk Oh, Jesus Christ. Sorry, that's yeah, my accent. <laughs> a, a good album, actually, if you guys rad, are man. interested in these kind of things, uh, Everly Brothers, songs from, that my daddy taught me, songs my daddy taught me. And um, Everly Brothers are a really great band, another hipster choice of mine. Um, are they hipster, you think? They're a hipster band? Well, because they're like the first of the, they're very influential in harmonies. So mm. like they influenced Simon Wait, Garfunkel, the Beach Boys, Beatles. What, that, what are some Everly Brothers um, songs? Unchained Melody is probably the one that... No, that's, no, that's Righteous that's Brothers. Right, yeah. um, oh, shit, you're right. So, sorry. Uh, dream. Oh, okay, right. Jesus Christ, you're right. Um, yeah, like those are really... Wow. You just, just fucked everything up just now. For some reason, that makes me think of like Frankie Valli. But, it's uh, a similar period, early 60s kind of. Gotcha. Yeah. Anyways, these My guys are... Obsession with makes me think of Makes me think of Ladybugs. <laughs> but I love that, that album, guys. So, songs my daddy Brands. taught me. Check that out. Songs, sure, okay. Songs, 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 songs my daddy, daddy taught me. Oh. Uh, it's because it takes these old ballads and they kind of do a nicer, beautiful harmony on top of them. I think you dig it. Oh, right on. Anyways, where? Um, okay, I don't know where to go from here. I'm kind of done. Do you guys have any other issues you want to talk about with music? As far as music's concerned, I mean, well, you didn't give us. You said blues. You said. Oh, do you want me to give you more of what I meant to? What's your top five then? Yeah, do you have top five albums? Oh, I forgot to add uh, The Wall. Pink Floyd's The Wall. Yeah. <laughs> He's rolling his eyes. Are you a dark side guy or you just hate Pink Floyd? No, I hate I hate The Wall specifically, uh-huh. mainly because of the movie. Uh, uh, okay. I, I, you know, I just knew so many people that were obsessed with I'm that. I'm not big on the movie either. Yeah, yeah, it just seems like symbolism for dummies and I fucking hate it. Yeah, no, I'd, I'm not big yeah. on the movie. Fair enough. <laughs> it is heavy. It's heavy That's my handed. Roll. Yeah. It's fine. No, I got you. It definitely Flower beats pussies. you over the head with it. hammers, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry. That's a very <laughs> shitty reference. Okay. Uh, my top five. Ironically, I would put Dark Side somewhere in there. I love Dark Side of the Moon. I think it's a fantastic album. I like Pink Floyd, actually. Sorry. You know. Uh, but my top five. Do you ever do that fucking. Wizard, Wizard of, Oz. of Oz bullshit. I have, but I'll mm. tell you one that's better. Dude, fuck that bullshit, man. One that's better. Listen yeah. to Pink Floyd's Echoes with the end of 2001 A Space Odyssey. The last part, Jupiter and the Infinite, lines up perfectly with Echoes. I Jupiter and the you, Infinite lines up with fucking anything, man. Maybe it does, but it, <laughs> of sounds, it does. but it sounds really good. And also there's a, there's a theory, that, the conspiracy theory that Pink Floyd was supposed to do the soundtrack really? for that. Pink Floyd was supposed to do the soundtrack for 2001? Like Kubrick right. kind of wanted their, their music. Hmm. This is very spacey. They've also later alluded to it in their live from Pompeii really? documentary where they had a, a similar- No way, dude. Fucking 2001 came out in 68. How the fuck is Pink Floyd? Pink Floyd wasn't around the mid in the mid sixties. Yeah, they were. Not a clue. Yeah, I don't me- think so, metal dude. was nineteen sixty seven. What do you mean metal was metal was the oh, album, album with Echoes is what the song I'm talking about. Oh, today. I see what you're saying. Oh, in the Sid Barrett days, you're talking. Yeah. This is right after. I'm sorry, Sid you're right. Left. Really? Yeah, hundred percent. When did fucking Dark Side of the Moon come out? I thought Six, that was like seventy. That was seventy three. Was it that, like, because The Wall is fucking 1980, I think, right? Is it really? 80 yeah, or 81? It's like, it's like 79, I think The Wall is. I thought it was like 80 or 81. Okay, so, oh, wow. Metal is, I'm sorry, is 71. My bad. Yeah, I'm saying. I didn't think so. <laughs> sorry. Uh, but Dark Side is 73. Okay. 73? Where did you hear that Kubrick wanted... 
because it's Legetti, dude. It's there's no fucking way he I, wanted. I, Pink I mean, Floyd I'm just music. saying conspiracy theory. I don't know. That's really that's some bull. Yeah, I don't buy that at all. No way. Do your own research, people. No way. I don't buy that shit. <laughs> in tweet, even tweet me. a heartbeat. At Joe Bonnier. It's fucking. You go from like, well, I can't get, I can't get echoes. Do you have a Legetti? <laughs> <All right>. uh, <laughs> Sorry, okay. Kind of Blue. Kind of Blue is maybe the yeah, best, best jazz of album of all time. Amazing. I might have listened to that album, I don't know, a million fucking times in my life because I used to listen to it before I went to sleep every night. Who's uh, that? Kind of Blue is Miles, Miles, Davis. Miles Davis, but it has kind of like a, a dream jazz team song. of or, or jazz, jazz stars in mm-hmm. there. Um, uh, my, Gil Evans, not Gil, I'm sorry, Bill, Bill Evans. Evans. Bill Evans is the piano player I, I'm kind of obsessed with. A lot of a lot of uh, guitar players have these weird obsessions with jazz musicians. Hmm. For instance, Dwayne Allman was obsessed with John Coltrane. He would listen to John Coltrane solos before he would play a guitar solo all the time. Um, I don't know. I, I, a lot of people love Miles Davis's solos. I, I happen to love Coltrane. I think Coltrane just has this different kind of way of, of phrasing that I happen to like a lot. Uh, and I love that album, Kind of Blue. So you asked me that, my, one of my favorite jazz albums. Um, Culture was on the sax for Kind of Blue. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And I Who th- does drums? I think Philly Joe Jones. That's I think my that's right. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to do that. Also, I love McCoy Tyner. If you guys are interested in another more jazz piano player, McCoy Tyner was Coltrane's piano player for a long time. Word. Anyways, okay. Um, sax, I've always liked uh, Illinois Jaquette. <laughs> What? I always say Jaquette. It's probably Jaquette, but I don't know. Oh. Whatever. So no sax, like, jazz. Did Django Ryan hurt? <laughs> <laughs> uh, ironically, Django is an amazing guitar player who only played with two fingers. It's yep. pretty crazy. Um, Jimmy Cobb was the drummer from Kind of Blue. Sorry. Oh, no. God damn it. That's right. Okay. Sorry. Uh, um, Musically? I mean, okay. So we didn't get to the biggest philosophical question why we listened to it. Yeah, that's true. We just true, kind of actually. rambled some bullshit. You're right. like, I answered that question right off. You did? Mm-hmm. What, what was your answer? I'm sorry. Music is the soundtrack of our lives. When the politicians keep politicking Before you turn to excessive drinking Spend some time collectively politicking with the show where I don't know, man. Cause the truth is, I don't know, man. I just. I don't know, man. Yeah, why aren't we singing? We should be singing. (laughs) No, man. I don't know, man. I'm so fucking off key. Yeah, we gotta sing for the music episode. Yeah, I know. That was stupid. Sorry. Lazy bastard. What are you looking at, Yuri? 